don't reach in that box. Don't look for what's in that box. The quad, because either a spider, a bird, or a bird-eating spider is coming out of that fucking box. It'd just be thankful someone was up here already cleaning out the shit. My first day when I fucking, my first day when I got hired up there, we were picking all through A, B, and C, and I had to go upstairs C, and there was just a pigeon head on the ground. Oh my God. Not a body, just the head. Just, just, just the fucking head sitting up too, just like looking at you. Like I feel like someone probably like Drew. Drew probably definitely went up there and put that head like that. But well, I know like when it was when at least when it was Luke Rate, there were still homeless guys living there. That's for sure. No fucking doubt. Like one time we were up exploring like the, the upper part of sea there, and like there was like a beer, like a case of beer, just like sitting in the middle of the thing, and it was like full. And then we like perked, like poked our head around like some of the other like hallways and stuff back there. And we came back into the main room. It was fucking gone. <laughs> was that what? Caleb? Yeah, like me. I don't know if Caleb was. I think it was other people when we were supposed to be working. We were like, yeah, fuck it, let's just go fuck around. It's a nice view up top. It's such a shitty view inside. Oh, <laughs> but the other side is just facing the fucking mountain and you can't see shit. Dude, like, just... This it was, I was like, oh, that would have been good for the, the fireworks. You just sit up there and fucking see everything. Just being where I'm at now. Like, I'm sure you guys know it, too. Aren't you happy not fucking spitting black boogers? And- Dude, like, you, like seriously, like, and the, and, the, and the people, some people that I work with, like, I, which I get it, like, not everywhere is for everyone. But at this, they're just like sometimes they like some people bitch about the work and it's just like you have like dude I wish I would have like recorded some of the things that we all had to fucking endure and stuff like that and it's just like yo and it's like and there's places like this all over the place yeah. like a bunch of motherfuckers that are just like that and it's just like yo I'm in heaven right now you know <laughs> like are you kidding me like I like before they started to fix the roofs there was fucking like you had to make the bridges out of dude, pallets and shit dude, just to go places in B yeah fucking well, well, and like over in D and shit too like there would be whole fucking aisles where it just have to be like palleted to walk across yeah, it was fucking <laughs> yep. terrible yep it was like that when I was putting together B there at the end when me and Caden were putting it together I was doing that too I was like I had to take videos because there's fucking just Waterfalls coming down. And that I, was, I think I still like have that video on my phone. Like huh? it was still that bad. Like, yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Well, Back wall against sea. Fucking fixed too. <laughs> yeah, we know how that goes. You know how that should go. But before that, dude, there'd be like a foot of water in there. You could put like two, three pallets, and it's just a couple goldfish. Yeah. What's up? It's Room to Talk. I'm Bud Walker. Mike McCloskey. And Pappy. We're back. Hello. We're back. And shit, we actually got a topic this time. Yeah. Mike's got his news tarp, his news articles, and I, I don't know what episode it was. It was <laughs> one of the very first episodes we ever did. I fucking plugged a book called Fire and Blood. <coughs> fucking 300 years of the Targaryen kings, starting with Aegon the Conqueror. Aegon's conquest. Well, I mean, isn't it more like 150 years because it's part one? There we go. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a little twist there because, of course, George R. R. Martin. That's who it was written by, obviously. Uh, yeah, he obviously has to break everything up into fractions. So it's advertised as 300 years, but the books are how one a part one of two. So we only get about 150 years. <laughs> I do like the way they do it, though. How it's like a maester, like recording it almost, like yeah, kind of like the like like framework of the book. Yeah, it was like it's like uh, 
it was written by the in the in the very beginning it's like written it's fire and blood written by maester whoever transcribed by george R. R. martin so he like you know they play it like that well, yeah, he like places himself as like a like a student maester yeah. basically like mm-hmm. just copying it yeah it is cool because i have that just like you uh i can't remember dude's he's name time <laughs> i should have looked up oh, no, the dude's name the no, universes are merging obviously <laughs> <laughs> i should have looked up the narrator's name of the audiobooks i know you listened to the audiobook i have the physical book and i got the audiobook because i really wanted to like get through it to do this episode <laughs> So. Read it when you can of your work or the podcast or the yeah, and it's and like the dude sounds like the narrator's like authentic. He kind of sound he sounds like he's from like Game of Thrones and stuff like that. He understands. It's cool. Simon Vance. Simon Vance. Well, there we the go. Guy who narrated it? Mm-hmm. And he's good. Yeah, he uh, definitely sounds like a maester. <laughs> well, and like like especially like I mean I'm sure we get to it, but like there's like the like one like dwarf guy. I don't remember his name. But like every like everyone thinks he's just like a, basically an idiot, but he kind of has like more like knowledge of what's going on. He's he's like the one uh, like the one dwarf. He has like a giant dick. I think they say. <laughs> this might name. okay. Yeah, this might this this might be down the line in the book. For today, we're only covering Aegon the Conqueror and the Conquest, which is just how he conquered the Seven Kingdoms. Kind of be. But <laughs> but yeah, go, go on with your go well, on your, I, I your dwarf. Saying, I just like how uh, he said, like he would say, like well, and like now because we can only rely on this person, like that, that has this information. Like only this person says this information, so who knows? But everyone else kind of says this. Like he would like kind of like point stuff out like that. Fair enough. Fair enough. I don't know if I've gotten there into the book yet. Yeah, I think it's like it's it is later on when there's like a lot more like speculating going on. Because I, I definitely reread the first chapter like three or four times just to make sure. It, you soaked it all up. Well, it goes back and forth. It's like, it's a book. It's not like. I mean, they do like try to like. At least there's fucking like, uh, like lineages in the back. Yeah. Which is. There's nice. lineages that help you out with it. And also, I like. So, anyway, how I. Okay, so I got a lot of the information for this one. From the book Fire and Blood, I also went to uh, a wiki of fire and ice, of ice and fire or whatever. On <coughs> so you can go to that, and it's basically taken from Fire and Blood and a few other of Martin's works that kind of mention details of what we'll cover. But yeah, it's just about Aegon. We'll go into House Targaryen and how they can, like how leading up to Aegon. Like how, like how he was born, how his family even got there in the first place. We don't want to just start with. Well, there he was. So we'll talk like forced into it. Spoiler alert. Hmm? Like they're almost kind of like forced into it. Yeah, exactly. I was just like, so we'll, we'll go into like who his family was and how he got there. And then we will go into how he conquered the seven kingdoms. Brian doesn't know. Brian's giving me this look. So you didn't watch any of Game of Thrones? Nope. Nothing. Nope. It's okay. okay. There's more dragons in this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this wait, is actually. Yeah. This is. It's kind of cool because uh, you don't even know what we're talking about. So no. it'll just be a regular story for you. What? What's that new show they're coming out with? You said that like 17 dragons in it or something. Uh, give me one second to pull these up because we'll need them. Fucking uh, Daniel Radcliffe's new show looks 
so funny. He has a new show? Yes. I heard it was. Yeah, it's something like Oregon Trail. So he's literally traveling in the Oregon Trail days. Oh, so it's, it's kind of like, like Wild West like yeah, style? Yeah, yeah. And just some of the funny things that's happening. He's like, I'll put my foot where the sun don't shine. He's just like, where's that? Mm-hmm. What's that mean? And the one guy's just like, in your ass. <laughs> I think it's actually got two seasons. I saw a meme with him once that was so, like, uh, it was just like the best. Pull this up. Okay. Uh, it was just like the best thing ever. He was just like, I used to be self-conscious about my height. And then, I th- and then eventually I got over it because I was like, I'm fucking Harry Potter. I, I saw <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know what? Yeah, you're fucking right, man. You are. You're fucking Harry Potter, man. I'm the defender of the wizarding world, you're motherfucker. You're fucking right, man. <laughs> Arguably one of the greatest wizards of all time. <laughs> Trained by one of the greatest wizards of all time. Defeated one of the most dark wizards of all time. One of it survived the killing curse yes. twice. <laughs> Not once, but twice. My man's. But yeah, okay, that's another episode. We'll News. Away from the wizarding world. We're going over to fucking Game of Thrones world and yeah, again, like I said, like it would almost like uh, doing that Harry Potter thing would almost be like trying to explain all of Game of Thrones right right now, and and right now I'm just trying to do this tiny tiny portion that is honestly just the beginning of Game of Thrones. There is always the Targaryen, like it starts off. Game of Thrones itself starts off with uh, Ares Targaryen, the Mad King, on the Iron Throne, and Robert Baratheon overthrow usurps him. He becomes king, but all the way up into that point, it was a whole dynasty of fucking dragon lords and fucking Targaryens. around on dragons fucking shit up. Yeah. (laughs) And before that, it was just like, there's all these different... During Game of Thrones, you hear about Aegon the Conqueror and the Conquest and and all and his sisters, Visenya and and, uh, Rhaenys and like their dragons, and they conquered the Seven Kingdoms. Like they brought this whole continent under fucking heel, and it's just like, yo, that's the fucking that's the uh, that's the one I want for fucking HBO. Now to answer your question, Dance of Dragons. Sorry, House of the Dragon is the new H- is the new series that's coming out, okay. and it has to deal with the Dance of the Dragons, where Viserys the first. It it takes it's like a Targaryen pl- civil war. Yeah, it takes place in a hundred, hundred twenty nine to one hundred thirty one AC, and yeah, the uh, there's two Targaryens that are fighting over Viserys the first. They're like dad dies, and then there his kids have a fight over the fucking. What I think it's like the wife and the tri- the kid no it's his daughter okay because he names his daughter as his heir and then <laughs> i think he remarries and then he has other kids and yeah, then they're yeah, pissed off and they're just like no yeah. and it's like true so yeah because they're also i'm pretty sure because they're all they also have like uh i'm not sure if they're his kids or if they're part of the valerians because the valerian okay we'll get into it as we as we go further on but yeah it's uh that series is going to be nuts because they've confirmed like 17 different dragons in it. And it's a civil war where the dragons all kill each other. Hopefully, <laughs> so Hopefully we get to see Sheep, uh, sheep Snatcher. It, oh, man. <laughs> oh, no, we won't see Sheep Snatcher. That's, fu- that's Drogo. Are you talking about Drogo? I thought that was one of the wild ones that like they tamed during that. 
Oh, sheep's now. Okay, you're still talking about stuff that I haven't got to yet in the book. Well, because like during like that civil war, there's like a part where they're like, we're kind of like we need more people with dragons to fight these people with dragons. <laughs> so they're like, hey, if you can tame one of these wild dragons, you can keep it. <laughs> or you die fucking I mean, that's basically it. It's like you could like, hey, anyone who wants to try, go ahead. Hey, <laughs> that's what our ancestors did. That's fucking crazy. I did not get to that part in the book yet. And what, like one of them's called, just, I think it's, I think his name is Sheep Snatcher, because like it would just go around and just like eat sheep. Like that's what like his favorite food was. It would just like snatch, like yeah. Damn. Sip sip sip. I think well, he's yeah. like a green, like described as like a green dragon. Hmm. Yeah, I'm excited to see all the different dragons in that, uh, in that series. You want to get into some news stories? We got to get into Mike's news articles. So, uh, a Danish museum wants artists to pay back money after producing blank canvases. Wait, say that one again? A Danish museum wants the artist to pay back the money, like, they gave to him to make these, like, make art for them. Yeah. But he just gave them blank canvases. Oh, that's funny. Guess <laughs> <laughs> see how much he hit him. What if he painted all the black canvases white and all the white canvases <laughs> black and sent them back? It's art. <laughs> So the Danish Museum wants an artist to return around 5,000, 534,000 kroner, which is $83,000. So like 83,000 U.S. Yeah. dollars. Yeah. Uh, and he'd been given this cash in order to recreate old artwork using like the banknotes. So like using like the money that they gave him, he was supposed to like make it into like art on the canvas. Yeah. Uh, and then he produced blank canvases. They were called Take the Money and Run. That's what he'd like name them. <laughs> His name was Jens Hanang. He's a Danish artist, and they were commissioned by the Kunsten Museum. Uh, he was asked to reproduce two of his works representing the annual salary in Denmark and Austria. But he ended up, he just pocketed the cash and produced blank canvases. So is he even an artist? No, yeah, he's an artist. Like, he does, like, he has, like, other things that he's done. I didn't know if he actually did anything and has anything to show for it. They're just like, hey, you look like an artist. I'll give you <laughs> 80 grand. Uh, the director of the museum said he stirred up my curatorial staff and also stirred me up a bit. But I also had a laugh because it was really humoristic. <sighs> yeah, something so much, so funny about losing 80 grand. Uh, the museum director, Mr. Anderson, was clear that the money needed to be paid back, though, when the ex- uh, exhibition ends. He said it's the museum's money, and we have a contract saying the money will be back on the 16th of January. But the artist, Mr. Hanang, has vowed to keep the cash. He cool. said, <laughs> uh, "He said the work I, the work is that I have taken their money. I encourage other people who have just as miserable working conditions as me to do the same." He said, adding that his recreating his past works would have put him twenty five thousand krona out of pocket. So like he would have had to go into like debt to make this. Uh, and he told the BBC that uh, the museum director told the BBC that they had refused Mr. Hang's claim that the museum had not agreed to pay him fairly. We just signed up for an agreement with the Danish Artists Association that raises what uh, artists are paid when they're exhibiting. And he said that he thinks Jens has broken this bargain. Hmm. Yeah, so this guy just made 83K just to give him blank canvases. Goes down to his art shop, gets $100 worth of blank canvases, and just gives it to him. Well, still would have, what, taken... You're saying he would have not made any money if he actually did the work. He's saying he would have, like, lost 25,000 kroner. Like just, from, I guess, from his time. Grand to recreate some artwork. Well, I guess from like his time and supplies that he would have to use. I guess That's a lot of fucking supplies. Uh, yeah, I guess he was supposed to make uh, like basically like 
a representation of like how, what the average like wage in Austria is and the average wage in Denmark is and like make that into like use like that amount and make like an image out of it to like show like the difference I guess hmm. <laughs> I just thought it was cool because this guy just made 83k and yeah, he was like here's some blank canvas <laughs> <laughs> like, can, he, is he, can, he, can he get in trouble for it I don't know that's a very Mike thing to do <laughs> hey he clearly wrote it's art what he wrote on there could be considered art of that. He just fucking signed the back. Yeah. There's my signature. <laughs> 83k for blank canvases. That's awesome. It's the country. Dude. Hey, fuck it. Can, why not? I think this next lady card probably could have used 83k. Yeah. Oh, well, that sounds... She's a, a self-proclaimed shaman and she's accused of starting a California fire and because she was trying to boil bear urine. Boil bear urine. Yes. What? Why though? She's a shaman. She's a survivalist. Yeah, but like, what was? The... I, I don't know. I think. Okay, she's it doesn't say the ritual it. that she was doing. <laughs> uh, a California woman professing to be a shaman who was arrested and charged with igniting. Shaman. <laughs> shaman. Hey, shaman! What are you doing over there, shaman? Swimming upstream. <laughs> She was arrested and charged with igniting the wildfire that has thousands of homes under threat uh, and claimed the fire was started inadvertently while she was attempting to boil bear urine. That's fucking arson. I just wonder That's what... Cold, I just wonder what fucking ritual she was doing that you need to... She How do you get bear urine? She was starting... You stand under a bear... Hey, Mr. Bear! Fuck that! <laughs> she is so in one with nature. She obviously just persuaded the bear to give it to her. Just, how do you siphon it? You just cast commune with animals on the bear, and you'd be like, hey, Mr. Bear, can I get some of that hot piss? <laughs> I saw this video the other day of a bear walking down this path, and there was a bald eagle just sitting on the side of the road, and this bear just like, just like walking up to it, and this like fucking like eagle just starts like, he just kind of like fans out a little bit, but not full way. So it just kind of looks like he's just puffing his chest like a tiny little bit. And then it's just like the bear gets closer and he's just like walking like casually, just like eyeing him up. And then the, the bird just keeps like, just kind of like flexing more and more at the bear. And then the bear's just like, fuck this. Just looks away, just walks down the path past it. And the bird, the bird never leaves the ground. It's just standing straight up Doesn't the whole time. Just like, step. yeah, just like puffing his chest at the bear. Just fucking totally punk this bear. Fan. I just I, that'd be an interesting fight though. Like they're tough. They're, like I know a bird is tough, but they're hide. I I go with the eagle in that situation because that the was eyes. a small bear. That was a small bear too. Well, it's probably the eyes. I think that's probably it. It's like the yeah, bear really yeah, knows it. The, the eagle has to get a vital spot before the bear yeah. can catch it. Yeah, and it has no chance against you the just fucking. Just smack it out of those there. Those five inch yeah. fucking yeah. sharp towns. Yeah, like it could get it with its beak. It could just like latch onto its back and it it's, can't do shit. Yeah, bear's probably fucked. Right. But I don't think if it went for the hide, I don't think it could get through. It would definitely tear it up pretty well. Yeah. It would take a while. But I don't think it would, like, go through. And I think just, like, one swipe in the bear and it's done. Like, if yeah, it's one, it's, it's fucking done. Uh, I saw a thing online the other day. Uh, apparently, like, there's a lot of, like, scientists that think, like, bears just enjoy, like, scenic views. Like, there's a, there's a lot of, like, sightings of bears just, like, fucking just chilling somewhere. Casually just... just- we're just like staring at like a sunset or like staring at like a mountain like horizon and they're just fucking they're just sitting there like do they know how a bear sees i mean i don't think exactly yeah that's like you know like they assume how a cat and a dog sees like they know those things or how a deer like i was like yeah 
I mean, I'm sure they have like an idea, but because other animals have better and can see more colors than some of them. Yeah. Well, they can see like just a different like range of lights. Spectrum. It yeah. would suck to be a deer, just like not see shit. Like everything just looks the same, and half of it's food. <laughs> At least you get to see more. You can see on both sides of your head. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could see the bullet go mm-hmm. in your fucking rib cage and out yeah. it. <laughs> So, Alexandra Suvaneva, she's 30, and she could be sentenced up to nine years if she's convicted of starting the Fawn Fire. Damn. She's going to be, too. The blaze has destroyed roughly 41 homes and 90 small structures. Holy shit! Yeah. Is there a total? Uh, I didn't have, like, a death toll, I didn't say. No, like, an amount total of damage? Oh, like, no. mon- mon- the monetary value. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, it also <laughs> said it endangered another 2,340 <laughs> houses. She could get attempted murder. Uh, she said she had been hiking into Canada when she, this started. She said she became thirsty and approached a puddle of what she claimed to be bear urine, and she told the Darn. forest officials she attempted to make a fire to purify it. Uh, the wood she hoped to use was, quote, too wet for the fire to start, and then she then drank the animal urine and proceeded on her journey. She's just like, mmm, that's good. Yeah. That's a 10. <laughs> <laughs> She allegedly came caught in some brush and had to call the local fire department for assistance. Uh, the firefighters requested she empty her pockets and fanny pack, to which she presented CO2 canisters, a lighter, and, quote, a green leafy substance she admitted to smoking that day. Which, like, th- that raises questions to me, because, like, if it was weed, why wouldn't they just call it, like, she was found with marijuana on it? Because it probably wasn't. Well, that's what I'm saying, Liz. Like, what, what did this bitch have in her pocket that she was smoking? Some any, fucking any time to- No, I'm thinking, so either she picked up some shit off the ground, or it's, like, like, K2 or like spice or something yeah. like that. Because if she had CO2 cartridges, she's 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 getting the wah wahs. Yeah. She's in the woods drinking bear piss. I don't think she cares. Boiling it. Or <laughs> just trying to boil it. it never yeah, said the if the she succeeded. Was too wet. Yeah, it never said she succeeded to boil it. She boiled enough fire? people's fucking homes. <laughs> so then where did the fire start if she actually couldn't start a fire? Well, uh, Witnesses said uh, that she, as in, she's a, she's calls herself a shaman on her LinkedIn profile. So like she's like promoting herself as this. Uh, she's also a doctoral student at the State University of New York's New York College of Environmental Sciences and Forestry. Not anymore. Uh, she said she had dropped two CO two cartridges the day the fire started, and she's under suspicion for starting other fires. And like that's her attorney that said that that she's under suspicion. Shit, she's an arsonist. There's a high possibility she's responsible for a blaze the preceding night, according to Alexander. And in my experience, the arsonist will fight multiple or light multiple fires in a short time frame. It's just like I can't forty one homes and like ninety structures. That's fucking crazy. Just because you wanted to drink some dopes. Yeah, all for what? Well, fuck it. What kind of shit? Yeah, but what kind of what kind of voodoo shit are you doing? She was thirsty. She ate some It said she was milk. thirsty and she was like, Ooh, there's a puddle. Hmm, well, it's probably bear piss. I could drink that. <laughs> it, it could be water, but I'm gonna go straight to its bear piss. I don't trust it. I don't trust I mean, it. it was a little she yellow. was doing some cre- she was doing some oh, weird yeah. shit. She was fucking wall wad out. Yeah, she was doing some oh, funky yeah, shit. Bear piss, yeah. yeah, she needs eighty three K. But but don't give it to her. So a kilogram of nails, screws, and knives were removed from a man's stomach. Oh my God! Was he eating them? 
Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, Why? Is it one of those strange addictions? Yeah. Or is it a world record? Well, uh, or both? It didn't really say. <laughs> I mean, see, there wasn't like too much on this, but uh, a Lithuanian man has had more than a kilogram of nail screws and nuts and knives removed from his uh, stomach by knives. Dentists. He said he had been swallowing metal objects for a month after quitting alcohol. So, like, for some reason, he like replaced wow. booze with. That's over two pounds of fucking metal. What? Yeah. Uh, some of the objects what? retrieved during a surgery in Kalapita University Hospital were 10 centimeters or four inches long, according to Lithuania's public broadcaster. Wait, some of the pieces he they pulled out were four, over four, four inches, inches long. long. Holy fuck. <laughs> How do you down that? Just swallow a hole, I guess. It better be round. How do you down it? Right I mean, oh I've seen a guy swallow a pool ball and bring it back up. Yeah, but a blade. I mean, there's people that swallow swords. I know there are people, but yeah, like what? Fuck! Like I saw it on fucking Stan Lee's show. That dude who could eat anything, but ten fucking pounds or two Two fucking pounds of point two pounds. Uh, The surgeon who operated on him called it a quote unique case. Yeah, (laughs) he was brought by ambulance with severe abdominal pain. I bet. Yeah, my stomach lucky hurts. He didn't, lucky he didn't pass any of it. Ching, 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 as he's walking around just like the jangling together in his stomach. But he's reported to be in a stable condition, so. Do you have any uh, alternative eating patterns, sir? <laughs> nah, can't. Nah. What'd you do before this? I think you should go back to beer. You know, I had some buttered toast. Butter oh, did you? Toast. Yeah. Did you put just butter on it? Like, no, the knife. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, put I, ate the the, yeah, I put butter on the knife and <laughs> ate it. <laughs> I made toast for my sister. And then ate the knife. And then I had some Krispies on it. <laughs> <laughs> so two adults uh, throw food at a teen worker in a Maryland ice cream shop. Wow, that's fucked up. What <laughs> Uh, security footage of the incident shows Icy Delight's 15-year-old employee being assaulted by two adults. Sharon Gray, the owner of the small Maryland-based chain, told uh, the newspaper that the adults fl- threw five desserts in a tip jar at the employee. At the 15-year-old employee. Jeez. Gay said that the customer first ordered three snowballs, a dessert made with crushed ice, flavored syrup, and a marshmallow topping, and asked for extra marshmallow topping. After receiving the order, the customer said there was too much marshmallow topping. Wow, you're one of those customers, dude. Dude, fuck off. Fuck off. You guys both know that Drew, of all fucking people, if someone said extra, extra pickles, you got fucking extra, extra pickles on that mother. Don't you fucking lie. You sat right beside him on that board and you let him do it. Don't you fucking lie to me. Oh, man. No one stopped him. Huh? No one stopped him. I stopped him. I kept telling him to throw an extra handful on. <laughs> handful. Sometimes those Listen. customers truly want that handful. Oh, no. It, yeah, it, handful. Took, it took a small cheeseburger into a, like, a loaf. Like, hey. it was literally a ball. <laughs> <laughs> the mayonnaise, I remember he'd do that, too. He'd just fucking do, like, yeah. Like, hey, when I even spread it out, it just sometimes he would just take the bun and like you wouldn't even get the spatula. Yeah, he would just take the bun and <laughs> scoop it with it. It was like, oh my, like throw that out, dude. There was one guy who fucking he came through like kind of late at night and ordered a triple whopper with extra cheese. I fucking <sighs> took like four pieces of cheese in between each patty. Oh, <laughs> and fucking like microwave that shit for like almost thirty seconds. Then fucking set it out for him. Uh, I bet he, uh, 
Yeah, that's what I was like. I bet he fucking loved it too. <laughs> I mean, if you order a, that's what I said. I was like, if you're ordering a triple wobble with extra cheese, you know what you want. Because <laughs> it was already getting two, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just doubling. The yeah. It's not that bad. You wanted extra cheese, you got it. <laughs> I thought you meant like four on top of the regular. Oh no, no, I was putting like four, like in between, like each patty. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so not too too bad. Yeah. So, we should do an episode on Burger King. <laughs> Some funny shit. Donnie's dandy. So that's not Burger King. That's the old corner. Oh yeah. <laughs> what the? Fu- well, we <laughs> you know Donnie. that? <laughs> yeah, there's a dude. There's a dude named Donnie that worked there. But <laughs> the Donnie's dandy is a sandwich from the old corner. Wasn't he the one on the uh, Megan's Law? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it always comes full circle here. <laughs> it always comes back to fucking Megan's Law or something. So the so the 15 year old employee remade their snowballs and she sends it out there and they haven't eaten it and they tell her that uh, these weren't right that she needed to remake them again. Gay said, adding that the employee also refunded the order. So she made remade it tw- like so they have two like of their order and gave them a refund and they still weren't happy. Uh, he told them, I can't remake them. What do you want me to do? I gave you extra marshmallow. I gave you regular. And you're saying neither one of them is correct. And that's when the snowball started hurling. <laughs> <laughs> so they threw all the ice cream at him and the tip jar. That's when Randy Johnson came in from it. the fucking bullpen. Fucking started throwing beaners. Uh, Gay said the, the employee's mother is planning to press charges against the couple who were identified by social media users after the business posted the security video on Facebook and asked for help identifying them. And they also plan to ban, like the business plans to ban them. So oh, no yeah. more ice oh, cream for you. No more snowballs for you, Mister. Can't be nice. We'll make our own and come throw them at your establishment. <laughs> Standing outside, just whipping marshmallows. I'll show you how to put marshmallows on a snow cone. <laughs> so police in Toronto are searching for a man who allegedly took dirty diapers out of a daycare. Dirty diapers out of a daycare. Get. That's the man's fetish, huh? Get him. I don't want the kids. I just want their diapers. Yeah. Just tell them. I just want them diapers. Just you know what? I'm actually happy. Uh, I'm actually happy because that's smart. Yeah, that's but at least smart. He's not touching kids. Like, huh? At least he's not touching kids. No, Mike, don't fucking stick up for him. Stick up for the cops. They're doing a good fucking job here. Oh, no, but I'm Get saying, him. like, at least he's not, like, stealing children from the daycare yeah, and molesting them. Dirty, dirty diapers. This is where it starts. This <laughs> 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 you fucking kidding me? Uh, I need, I need one to produce them for myself. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's just going to come in and he's going to steal the dirty diapers, and, like, it's going to be a weird thing where it's like, oh, maybe he's the fucking janitor. Maybe he's a weird fucking yeah, garbage he guy. Just get, like, a garbage man. And then he's going to steal a fucking kid. He's gonna put him in a garbage bag and steal a fucking kid. I need a little poop machine of my own. He just wants its dirty diaper so he can huff it. Dude, that's fucking weird. Because kids have the raunchiest fucking shits. I mean, you feed them fucking paste. Yeah, I know, but still, it's just like, it is, they're fucking nasty. I think there's a baby downstairs right now. (laughs) Why, you want his diaper? Huh? (laughs) This guy might. Uh... So the man allegedly removed a number of dirty diapers from a Toronto daycare and is wanted by police. In a news release issued by police said that uh, officers responded to a call for a suspicious incident in the area of Danforth and Coxwell Avenue. Police alleged that the man attended a daycare center in the area mul- quote, multiple times and removed soiled diapers from the garbage bin. Just fucking rooting just around. Just solo it. diaper. Just one. Or I think he probably like put a couple at a time. 
Uh, then he was last seen riding a black mountain bike westbound along Danforth Avenue, and he's described police as being 8 to 22 years old and standing 5 foot 5 inches tall. <laughs> 18 to 22 years old. Young boy likes the diapers. Fuck. Uh, what the fuck? <laughs> Where was this at? Toronto. What is... Uh, what? Huh. Hey, there's weirdies everywhere, right? Just because it's Canada doesn't mean they don't know weirdies. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy, what did you do when you were young? I sell diapers. <laughs> I just ride by and take diapers out of the bin. <laughs> fucking, we used to steal diapers from the YMCA fucking child care fucking center. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're fucking weirdo, Dad. You're I fucking mean, right. As far as I know, this guy's still on the lamb, so... Who knows? Damn, I want to know why. Oh, man. Make sure you... He's probably fucking jacks off with them. That's why. I still want to know why. <laughs> I don't think he's, like, composting or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you fix your country. What? Composting? Remember the last episode? What? What country? What fucking... Oh, Belgium when like, yeah. the government didn't work? Yeah. Our government's about to do that. If they can't fucking agree over that spending bill, they're gonna fucking shut down. Why does this happen? Like, I just—it's like deja vu. Because it does happen every fucking two years. <laughs> just fucking deja vu. Oh, here we go again. And we only pay these motherfuckers like two hundred thousand dollars a year. Like, you think they could fucking figure it out? You know? Oh my god! Wish I got paid to underperform. Right? Then like. Eh, we'll just, you know what? We can't decide anything, so let's just take a month break. All right, yep. sounds good to me. Yep. Get the gavel, fucking we're out. <laughs> on vacation, still getting paid? No, oh, no, no, no. We're working. We're not on vacation. We're in recess. <laughs> on our yachts. Tax deductions. So, uh, I, I don't, like, if I didn't have my vaccine yet, I know this story would probably definitely make me want to get mine. Because a COVID patient diagnosed with restless anal syndrome in a world first. Wait, restless? Yeah, uh, like a guy in Japan was diagnosed with restless anal syndrome for the first time. What the fuck does that mean? (laughs) My hole does not. They say it's like restless leg syndrome, but it... But like you just keep flexing your butthole. Well, it's like it's like the guy described it as like there's like an itch like up in there. That oh my god, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> you just got a fucking itch like in your fucking rectum. It just doesn't go away. Yeah. A COVID patient. No. <laughs> Boy, you can't an itch. You can't fucking scratch. I mean, you can scratch it, but it's gonna be a process. No. <laughs> you might need to go get some instruments. No. <laughs> Don't break the mic. I hit the yeah, table. that's the. I know, one. but you almost oh. knocked the mic over. That's Mike's mic. Jingyo. <laughs> So the COVID patient who was hospitalized with a relatively mild form of the illness went on to develop a horrifying condition in what could be a world first. The case which was detailed by Dr. Itaru Nakamura in BMC Infectious Diseases involved a 77-year-old man from Japan who was admitted to Tokyo Medical University Hospital after testing positive to the virus. He responded well to treatment and was discharged after several weeks, but soon developed alarming symptoms. Oh my god. He began to experience, quote, deep anal discomfort. <laughs> Around 10 centimeters above his perineum, which gave him uh, an essential urge to move. So literally about four inches like in his taint. Like so from your taint go four inches like into your body. He said he has like an itch there that just wouldn't go away. And he like, would just start moving. Like he would just like 
move back and forth, oh like just in his chair, God. just like shifting That's back and forth, trying to itch it. How did he have it before it became a problem? His discomfort was eased by exercise such as walking, running, or playing video games that required motion, while sitting still aggravated his symptoms, which also worsened in the evenings. Uh, the unidentified man underwent a colonoscopy, which revealed internal hemorrhoids without other rectal lesions. All other tests revealed no abnormalities, and the man who had no family illness, like no family history of restless leg syndrome. Uh, he was treated with clozapam at 1.5 milligrams per day, which relieved his discomfort. So at least there's that. <laughs> you fucking just take some benzos and you'll be alright. <laughs> yeah. Every day forever, so you don't. Every oh my god, dude. Well, uh, it's the worst thing ever. According to this infectious disease, like, uh, like journal, there's an emerging evidence that COVID-19 can have a, quote, neural spread, which can result in restless leg syndrome. And medics who treated the man believe restless anal syndrome is a variant of the restless leg syndrome that has not previously been published as being linked to COVID-19, making this potential world first. Yeah, because we talked about before how, like, there's, like, been, like, a lot of, like, side effects from people who even, like, get over it, you know, like, with, like, mental, like, decline and, like, with, like, horrible, like, lung capacity and stuff like that and just, like, physical stuff. And now, like, people getting restless leg syndrome from in this poor guy, <laughs> restless anal syndrome. We're sorry, sir. Keep taking them benzos. I mean, at least there's that. I yeah. mean, holy shit, bro. Could you imagine if there was nothing they could do? They couldn't figure it out? You just can't stop moving. That'd be the... Oh, my... It'd be the worst. Shift oh, my God, shaking dude. While you're asleep. You imagine what that... Oh, man. Scratch your toe fucking bleeds. Four oh. inches. Yeah, into your taint. Feel like it'd be like right above balls, like right in that fucking area where it's just like, like takes your breath. You're just like, oh no, oh, all day, getting worse. Getting worse. Yeah, it gets worse throughout the day. Like you, you yeah, you just have to fucking wake up and walk and like do physical activity. Then you're so tired, and then you sit down, and that happens. Yeah, like you spend all day moving around and shit, and then you're You're like, I'm just, I'm tired, and like sit down. Oh my god. And he's 77. Yeah, this poor man. Holy shit. Poor guy. Poor guy. Poor fucking Seven Kingdoms because Aegon fucking... With his restless anal syndrome? No. (laughs) No, he gives restless anal syndrome to a lot of these motherfuckers. Aegon's what you call a a (laughs) go-getter. Aegon just sees something. He's like, you know what? I want it. I'm going to do this, and it's going to happen. And people are like, eh, maybe not. And he's like, no, it is. And they're just like, yeah, you're right. (laughs) Like... The, uh, the story of the conquest is honest. Like, it's just, it's literally fucking hilarious. Like, it starts off slow. Like, kind of, I guess. Like, if you count the beginning. Like, kind of slow. Like... But then it's just basically like Aegon just literally has his ways with these motherfuckers. And these are like great kings at the time. Yeah, like, I mean, like it's called the Seven Kingdoms for a reason. Yeah, like, there's, these are seven great kings who, who have like, been like... And like they've been warring with each other over yeah. land, over this island for forever. Like, yeah. like literally for return, like as long as anyone remembers. And this dude just pops over and was just like, no. Not I got to- dragons. <laughs> not today, <laughs> sir. Like, not even, like, even his fucking bannermen, even people that he like had on his side, even like they fucking... 
I mean, he had sisters with dragons too, so that that kind of did his thing. But still, I mean, like it, he did have people. It wasn't just like three people on dragons went over and blew the whole fuck. Yeah, I mean, they had like an army and stuff. Yeah, and you'll and you'll see later on that like when I say like he just had his way is like he really like he's smart. Like he's a smart conqueror. He he like he'll fuck you up. He got no problem fucking you up. But if you just like cope with him and you bend the knee, like he like he'll also like he'll be grateful to you and he'll he'll fucking raise you up. Yeah, I mean he's not dumb. He's not just gonna like just file and burn everything. Yeah, exactly. You, like you he's need like, a kingdom to rule over. Yeah, he's like book definition of like what I guess like exactly what a conqueror should be like. He was very fair with his subjects and understood like he didn't like anybody who bent the knee. Like honestly, he did them like a lot of like the Persians. Like really, they're like yeah, fair, eh, yeah, just fair keep enough. doing what you guys are doing. You know, you just pay us taxes, give us fealty. You're good to go. Yeah, come come fight in the wars when we call you. You know. Yeah, yeah. I don't even. I can't remember in there if he even made taxes. Because I won't get to. I won't get to like his reign and like you know his his family and his sons and stuff. We're only going to cover the conquest. How he took seven kingdoms and molded them into one, which then later on became Game of Thrones. This, I like the stuff with Dorne. Oh, yeah, it's fucking, yeah, it's hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious. So this is a straight up, like, precursor to Game of Thrones. This is absolutely the very beginning of, like... Well, it's why there is a Game of Thrones. Like, because, yeah. like, the Game of Thrones is all who's buying for the, being, like, the chair of the seven kingdoms. And, and Aegon, like, Aegon makes the seven kingdoms. Aegon, like, like I said, like... There is a prehistory to the other continents in Westeros at the time. At Westeros at the time was seven kingdoms that were just like vying for power in all their different states, which you'll actually see here in uh, picture two. We'll explain the names and everything like that, but you have the north, the uh, mountain and vale, the Iron Islands, the they, rock. They control, like, looking at a map like this, the Iron Islands control a lot during that. Oh, yeah, during that. that well, that's Heron. Yeah. That's Black Heron. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy motherfucker. Um, the Reach, the Stormlands, and Dorne. Which one's the red one? The Rock. That's Castle. where like the Lannisters are from. Westerlands. Yeah. Is that what's right below the blue? Two. Yeah. The what is that a different? Is that pink on the side there? That's right. Yeah. That's what I was curious. Is it a part of that red? Uh, that might be where that is. That the is that Volantis? Like not Volantis. Uh, no. The, the ship people that come with him. Uh, Valerians? Yeah. It might be. It might be Driftmark. Yeah. Yeah, that might be Driftmark because Dragonstone is like over here. Mm-hmm. We'll get into all people. I know we're and learning a bunch of shit there. Yeah, these are the, these are the, this is the continent okay. that he conquers and stuff, which we will, uh, we'll post these, these photos when we post the episode. Legs attached. That's yeah. from Europa, isn't it? Huh? That's from Europa, isn't it? It might be. That picture's from Europa. Yeah, probably. Oh, yeah, right up, you can see, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, either way, it's just a, it's, you can see, like, they're all, like, a little bit different, but a little bit the same. <coughs> you see the fingers up there. Mm-hmm. Fingers there. Um, anyway. So, yeah, we're talking about Aegon Targaryen, the very first Targaryen king. But, like I said, we're not just going to plop him, like... Boom, he gets the Dragonstone. No. The Targaryens were dragon lords back. This is... The, uh, man, so hard. I didn't I didn't think about how I had to start this. 
I mean, those like in Game I of Thrones, all these fucking notes, and I didn't think about how to start this. Like in Game of Thrones, they always talk about Valyria and like old Valyria. Yes. And, stuff. and the whole reason that the Targaryens left is because there was the major like fallout in Valyria. Like the basically what I'm getting to is that there's this there's this continent, but there's also a history of other continents that are on there. Like where the Dothraki come from? They're like they from the Great Grass Sea, which is like a big like open like almost like mongol like steppe area over in asos and then this is called westeros yeah jesus it's literally a world like there's world with multiple continents and stuff yeah that's basically is like how so the targaryens along with 40 other noble houses over in over in like a they call it it's like an island they call it a city but it's like it's more of like a fucking empire yeah, like the like the Valyrian Empire was like the greatest city out of all these. Yeah, they had like the most technically the advanced. They had like the best like magic, basically, like, because like they say they had magic, like yeah. actual like magic, magic. Yeah, like they delve, like they delve deep into like like witchcraft and voodoo and all kinds of like ancient magic that people have no idea about anymore. They also had dragons <laughs> they're also the only people anywhere that were just like that like literally they bonded with the creatures like that was the thing is like they like they can like they when you would come of age yeah friends. yeah yeah when when a targaryen or like any one of these other dragon lords beforehand they would come in of age they would like bond with one of their dragons and they'd be able to ride it and they like that's why they're able like people who've watched game of thrones they see like daenerys and Jon snow jump on the dragons and they kind of like understand them and stuff it's like it's, it's in their blood you'll as we go further you'll see other stuff is kind of like the targaryens they like in westeros they were like seen as gods uh, it's never really like you can see that like kind of like a fair type people and like yeah they have dragons and stuff but it's never really thought it's never really said in Game of Thrones I don't in the series like the HBO yeah, it's like alluded to but it's never like yeah it's never yeah they like never said. say but like in this it's like the Targaryens themselves when they came over to Westeros they were viewed as gods when like they, they also thought. like they talk about it that they they all have silver hair and like purple eyes and like they all have like really like princely complexions like they all have like regal features yeah all of them all of them yeah they're very like robust like all of them are like great warriors they're dragon riders they don't get sick they don't burn yeah they don't burn they don't get sick (laughs) fire resistance yeah yeah um it says like because like people say because they have the blood of old valyria through their veins like the blood of like this highly advanced like magical society through like running through them which only like one other house survives yeah with them and they're like, well, well they're well, already, they're already like, kind of like, well, they're on the outskirts, basically. Yeah, like they, their, their home bases are already on the outskirts of Valyria, close to the Seven Kingdoms. Yeah, and then they're like, well, Valyria's fucked. Let's go over here. Yeah, <laughs> they're, uh, yeah. So going, so before we get to the conquest, or before we get up to like Aegon's time, a hundred years prior, in one hundred fourteen BC, and when we go BC and AC here, Martin goes. Like everything in Westeros is timed with BC and AC before the conquest, after the conquest. Funny how he twists things, but yeah, that's it. So anybody, anytime you hear BC or AC, that's what we're talking about. Before, or after, we'll get into like when the conquest was and how, like everything like that. But 114 BC, there was one of the Targaryen lords, uh, Aenar Targaryen. He was like the the head of the Targaryen household at the time. His daughter, Daenys Targaryen, which is 
known later on as Danny's the Dreamer, foresaw in like obviously a dream, uh, the doom of Valyria via fire. And that's when Anar was like, just like what Mike said, he's like, all right, we're heading out. He got everything the fuck out of there. His wife, his children, relatives, servants, slaves, wealth, and five dragons. Along with, which is, this is cool, I didn't know about this part, Balerion. I didn't know that Balerion actually lived in Valyria. Yeah, I mean, he was like the old, like one of the oldest and biggest ever. Yeah, yeah. So... You know, I know Brian. Does, you don't know Balerion the Black Dread was like another one in Game of Thrones. Like they would always talk about it because it's obviously three hundred years before. Don't so they would talk th- about this time as like you know the old like wives' tales that they. Don't talk you see about. a skull in when they go down to the? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, I forgot that you actually do. Like uh, in Game of Thrones in the Red Keep, uh, when the dragons died, they were like their skulls and stuff were like kept in the keep and stuff like that and then the one king like all kept them like put them together and put in one room because he beat the last uh, of the Targaryen kings and he took over the throne so you see actually Balerion's skull and stuff like that yeah they like, like, that. like walk by and like that, that's Valyrian the Dread he was the biggest baddest dragon of all time yeah. and then like fucking huge ass like skull and they just like keep walking by it yeah <laughs> so to put this in perspective he was alive 114 years before Aegon even started fucking doing this shit, and and he was Aegon's dragon. Yeah, <laughs> like that's it's very well like Aegon conquered the Seven Kingdoms on Valerian's back. So it's like yeah, so it's actually for us it's like he's one of the only living creatures to have seen Valyria at the time, and that's the only it's like there's no other Targaryen or another dragon from that lived that far, lived that long. And he lived for a really long time. Because even yeah. in the book now, I'm still up to Jaharis and he's still alive. Yeah, he goes for a while. He's a fucking, he's fucking nuts. So anyway, yes, Danny's the dreamer, has the dream. He foresees, she foresees the doom of Valyria. Anar's like, okay, we're piecing the fuck out. They do. They go all the way over to an island called Dragonstone. Kind of like what Mike says, it's like off of the continent of Essos, but it's a lot closer to what we see over here in Westeros. And 12 years later, at this time, Aenar was also looked at as Aenar the Exile. All the other noble houses were like... Yeah, just laughed at him. Like, they're just like, you're a coward. Yeah, what are you doing? Whatever, what you pussy. Doing? What? Just fucking leaving. Whatever. Greatest city ever. Whatever. 12 years later, shit fucking hit the fan. <laughs> like, And it's like, they call it the Doom of Valyria, but like... It's never really like Martin doesn't specify what it was. It, it it almost seems to be like it's almost irradiated because there's like people that talk about Valyria, like travelers and stuff that have been there, and like people say like you can't go there, like you just die. Like isn't that where like uh, well that there's there's mountains there, there's fiery mountains which you can only there's volcanoes that are mentioned about in the area called the Fourteen Flames, and that's what they say. Like well, isn't there also like, that's some what sort erupted of sickness there too? Ah, uh, that's a. Uh, grayscale i mean there's a whole bunch that's where they send everyone with grayscale yeah but i thought there was like a sickness that people got from oh later on in the book someone yeah someone leaves and comes back and when they come back they're like fucked up and the only thing that they could possibly come up with was like yo they actually made it over to valyria yeah and they like got some sort of like crazy sickness oh i remember what it is now yeah i just remember because it's nuts yeah it's actually a fucking nuts part of the fucking book this girl basically, this, one of the girls steals Balerion and like just takes off with them. And everyone's just like, 
fuck <laughs> shit she just took like the biggest fucking dragon we have this bit like she's one of us but she just like it's one of our kids and she just fucking ran off with the biggest fucking the biggest asset we fucking have in this kingdom and then all of a sudden yeah, like in the middle of the war when they like need him and just like uh, like a long time later he just like eventually they see Balerion come back and she's like on there she's on his back and she's like all they definitely tell that she's like fucked up and they don't know dude like crazy shit happens oh yeah like they like they take her to like they quarantine her and like study her for like a little bit and shit like it's 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 nuts and they said like fireworms were like poking out of her body so that's why they say that the only thing that they they don't know no one knows but the only thing that they could think of is that she actually like Valerion took her over to valyria back where he knows where his old home was and there was all kinds of fucking shit there like they said that the just exactly where we're at well, right now is they said that they said that the dragon lords might have delved too deep into the seven hells and that's what caused the doom well, yeah, it could even have been the mountains like, it could have been could have been this in the book isn't it like we were not going to describe like the full details of it or something like that because it was just yeah he's like there's no it's like there's no point like every it's just like the greatest calamity like that and they say like it, it just no one knows what caused it she foresaw it, but no one knows what caused it. It was either the mountains, it was the voodoo, the, the, the magic that they delved into. No one knows. Uh, the Targaryens were the only dragon lords to survive. All of them are dead. Obviously, what we're t- we just talked about is just like it's turned in the greatest city ever to a fucking wasteland, <laughs> like an absolute fucking wasteland. All of them died. All well, the dragons. They their, uh, the the uh, I can never remember the name. The ship people, the the ones that were good with the ships. Valerians? Yeah. Yeah, the Valerians are like a lesser house, like... Yeah, it's basically like, a, almost like a partner house. It's like, kind of like under them. Yeah, some of they, like... Because usually the dragon lords back then, which this is actually a funny thing, too, because, like, when you get into, like, the incest that happens in Game of Thrones, it almost seems like they're inept from it, because... Or, I don't know if I use that correct term. I'm stoned. Um, it's like they're not... It's like they don't... Like... No it's like they don't apply to the like everyone calls the Mad King the Mad King and like then they put it up to like all their incest kind of like Joffrey and stuff like that but I don't think it applies to the Targaryens or the Dragon Lords because there's a whole fucking empire of people just inbreed just inbreeding with each other like all the noble houses used to inbreed like bright like wed brother to sister it definitely seems like so they, it's they like, have like less of a chance but it definitely seems like some of like their heirs like going through the book definitely have like they're just not right like in just in the head like maybe yeah i mean that, that might not be from incest you be i just like for me it's just, up as like a prince, yeah. you know for me it's just like, like there's asshole. the greatest empire there ever was yeah. and they always like they still regard it like well, no, there's I mean, never well, an empire that was as good as as old valeria well, i think in valeria they they i think they only started that like once valeria fell to keep the blood pure no no when you go in there, like it, it says, dragon lords. It was it is long tradition back to Valyria that dragon lords. But weren't there also brother. other dragon lord houses? Like other that's houses? what I mean. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, yeah. So I mean, it's not like it was just all the, Tar- the dragon lords. But did it's that. not like just the Targaryens were bringing like. Targaryens that's, but that's bring- no. That's what I'm saying. That's what I. That's where I come up with the theory. I understand that. Like, there's 40 noble houses all inbreeding with each other. What do you mean? That's a lot. And they're the greatest empire ever. So obviously, like, the inbreeding doesn't have an effect on like. Well, I mean, like 40 family gene pools is a lot. But that's what I'm saying. Like, there would be there there would be all these genetic def- defects if they were normal humans, and it affected them. Like, it affects us inbreeding. Well, I mean, like, if they're braiding 40, straight brother 40 to sister, families sisters. live in a village and. 
not like that's fine. Like, yeah, but they lasted for thousands of years. Yeah, it was I mean, the I greatest. Think, I think I think that's enough like gene information to be all right. Straight brother to sister, bro, for thousands of years. No, but they wouldn't always be brothers. They would be like marrying between the different houses because they're all dragon lords. No, that's what I'm saying. They all bre- they all wed brother to sister. After all the of first them. Five generations, and it's not. Oh, that's my set. That's my yeah. third cousin now. Like they all, they all were inbreeding with each other. They weren't like it wasn't like this house like vied with this house and married their daughter. Like they just like they'd have kids and just marry them together to keep all the lines pure. And all these houses were doing it, all just fighting each other. That was the only way to probably keep your fucking title back. So it's like how how weren't they all fucked up? Maybe they all were, and we just don't know. <laughs> we weren't gonna fucking lie back then. Yeah, but they seem to be doing pretty good. Cleft palates, just like a sign of (laughs) inbreeding from the great freehold of Valeria was actually just like (laughs) uh, (laughs) just drooling. (laughs) Anyway, so the doom happens. They bring five dragons over, including Balerion, and over time, four out. Only have five. Yes, they only had five at the time. Like they in their house. Yeah. When they moved over to Dragonstone, the island closer to Westeros, uh, four out of the five died. Balerion, the Black Dread, lived and grew. Yeah, grew like a motherfucker. During that time in Essos, this is actually a funny part because it, it just kind of like leads into Aegon just kind of like puffing his chest out a little bit, being like, you know what? I am a fucking man. I can't do this type of shit. Uh, after the fall of Valyria is called the Century of Blood, where like it's just a vie for power in that continent of Asos. Like the Volan, like there's so many different factions like over there that it's hard to like explain to someone who doesn't understand it. But there's like isn't that when like the free cities like come to power? Yeah, like there's Lease, there's Marine, there's Volantis, there's Pentos, there's all these, di- like, I, you know what I mean? There's all these different crazy fucking. It's just like city states, basically. Yeah, that are just fighting for power now that the tar- now that Valyria, the whole freehold, is like collapsed and everything. So, why that's important is that a hundred years down the line, like it's called the Century of Blood, so it's just a hundred years of these motherfuckers fighting over there. What ends it is fucking <laughs> over a over a good period of time Volantis, one of the city states like they have control over a big part and they're like kind of like taking more area and the other city states kind of like they're like hey Aegon can you help us and he's just like you know what sure <laughs> and he just flies Valerion over there and just destroys an entire Volant Vol- I can never say that Volantine uh, fleet which kind of like they were going to take over a city and then Aegon kind of just fucked him over. So he like, he broke up like that kind of vie for power. And then he came back home. He didn't like go, he didn't go over there and he didn't try to do anything extra. He just like, they asked him for help. He fucking helped him and he came back. And I think that was like, as we go further, it's like just that one thing where it's like the chip on his shoulder where he's like, yeah. Yeah, I can do this. <laughs> that kind of just like that defining. Oh, dragons fuck shit up. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, still, I mean, it's still like to like get on the back of that thing and like control it and like not get hit by arrows and stuff. Like, you know, what I mean, that you just need that one defining moment where you just fly across the sea and you destroy an entire fucking army, and you're just like, okay, oh yeah, I'm basically a god in this I, world. I am a king. Yeah. I. You know what? Fuck this. I'm a fucking king. Like. So he comes back home, 
that is where like the story really begins. But as usual, when I go over these characters, I try to like go into like who they are when they were born, who they were born to. So Aegon Targaryen was born on Dragonstone in 27 BC. So he was 27 years old when he started this motherfucking. Actually, if you wanted to get actually. In the book, it mentions that he did most of his conquering in 1 to 2 BC because it, like, obviously starts, like, he doesn't count his, the conquest, like, before and after the conquest. The conquest took two fucking years. So, like, he counts his reign starting when he's crowned at Old Town at the end of the conquest. That's when he counts, like, his reign starting. So, most, so technically most of his fucking is like one to two. So he's like 25 years old. You know what I mean? He's like around our age when he's fucking doing this type shit. Well, at least mine. Yours. Uh, his father was Lord Arion Targaryen and his mother was Lady Valena Valerion, who was also part Targaryen on her mother's side. So again, they're all just a bunch of fucking family fuckers. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Down the line, uh, Targaryen customs, all the dragon lords, like we were just talking about, tradition to marry brother to sister. And that's usually it. But Aegon took both of his sisters, Visenya and Rhaenys. Visenya was dose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Visenya was his older sister. She was the oldest, stern, and no less a warrior than her brother. Yeah, she, he liked it when she kicked the shit out of him. Yeah. She rode the dragon Vagar and wielded the sword Dark Sister, which is a Valyrian steel sword. If anybody, they always have the, the weird names to them that, like, coincide with their house. So, yeah, Dark Sister. Rainey's was Visenya's and Aegon's younger sister. She was younger than both of them. So it went Visenya, Aegon, then Rhaenys. And she was everything that Visenya wasn't. Playful, curious, impulsive, and given to flights of fancy. A little whore. Yeah, basically. So he married both of them. And there was, like, even stories like that. Like, she would, like, she would bring, like, mummers and stuff and poets into her bed on nights that Aegon was with Visenya and stuff like that. But they still say that, like, out of both of them, he married Rainies out of desire and Visenya out of duty. Which I think you're just overstepping a little bit there, bud. You didn't have to marry any of your sisters. He knew what he wanted. He's like, I got two of them. Fuck it. Yeah, I mean, they did well for themselves. Made yeah, an entire like- dynasty. Aegon himself rode Balerion, the Black Dread, obviously. Uh, and wielded Blackfire, which is like House Targaryen's Valyrian sword. So they actually had two of them, which I don't know ever. I don't know if it's ever mentioned. Whatever happens to like Dark Sister and Blackfire, if it's ever handed down, or if anybody ever has them. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't know whatever happened to their like Valyrian, because like all the other ones are the Westeros, which is kind of where did that? Where did the other houses get them from? Where do they get Valyrian steel swords from? I mean, I think like the people, like people start contact with Valyria and stuff like that. Fair enough. I mean, that's why only like the major houses had one, and that's why it was like their relic. Yeah, they're just never mentioned here. <laughs> like none of the houses have like they're ne- never mentioned that they get taken or anything. You know what I mean? When you get down to it. Either way, he was regarded as one of the best warriors of his age. He took no pleasure, though, in feats of arms and never competed in tourney or melee. So this motherfucker literally just was like, you know what? Nah. 
You guys can all play in your little fucking games here. I'm taking y'all. I'm whooping y'all. Daddy's coming. I just think it's funny. It was just like he just like whoops the entire kingdom, but he didn't have to like show. He didn't have to do any tourneys or melees or anything like that. It was also saying that he had one friend, and that was his like half brother, Oris Baratheon. But other than that, he didn't have any friends. Everyone's afraid of him. Two wives and one friend. That's your brother. So, so he, yeah, he was, he, they were tag teaming. He was co- <laughs> get in here, bro. We need one more. <laughs> <laughs> he was very commanding, I guess you'd say. <laughs> um, leading up to the conquest and. For now, like, to coincide with the pictures that we were just saying, um, the seven kingdoms at the time that he was going to rule, the north was ruled by the Starks of Winterfell, the deserts of Dorne were ruled by the Martells, the rich Westerlands were the Lannisters of Casterly Rock, the Fertile Reach was the Gardeners of of Highgarden, so a little different there, not the Tyrells of (coughs) yet. The Veil, the Fingers, and the Mountain of the Moon was House Aaron. And the last two, the Stormlands and the Iron Islands, were the two most belligerent kings of the time, which would give, like, Aegon the most fucking trouble. And that was Argelac, Argelac the Arrogant, which is Argelac Durandun. Always fucking, I'm like, where to put the accents and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you never heard it actually said? No, I did. It's just like I always fuck it up when I get to it. <laughs> so Argelac Durandun, or Argelac the Arrogant, and Heron the Black, which Heron Hall, everybody knows what's about to fucking yeah, come. Yeah, everyone knows he gets booked. Except for Brian. Brian doesn't know what's about to come. Dude. Everyone knows he still hears children screaming in the halls of Heron Hall. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, those two would give him, like, the most trouble. And it'll also be... They'll also give him the most trouble also because, like, when he starts the conquest of where he lands, he lands, like, directly in between, like, both of their fucking... Technically, they both, like, claimed where he landed, and he just, like, plopped in and was just like, all right, this is my hill now, bitch. Sup, fuckers. <laughs> yeah, straight up. Just, like, Put sup, up fuckers. Shut up. So, leading up to the conquest in 2 BC, Argelac the Arrogant actually offered one of his daughters to... Aegon as a wife. He also offered lands. I don't want no mudblood. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> he also offered lands that didn't belong to him to Aegon as her dowry. That's the uh, fucking, that's the move right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Aegon, Aegon spurned this though. And, uh, which is exactly what you said. He's like, I have two wives. I don't need a third. <laughs> She's got huge tracts of land. <laughs> <laughs> kill you take your daughter and (laughs) but he did counter with the offer and said that he would take the lands that he offered that didn't belong to him and then he added a couple more that he wanted that were and i'll take this and i'll take this yep i'll take that one and that one (laughs) and then he said we'll also your daughter will we will seal this with a marriage pact but you'll marry my bro my bro over here oris baratheon and argelac pissed he didn't fucking like that because Oris was thought to be Aegon's bastard brother. So he cut off the hands of Aegon's envoy and sent him back to him in a box. And said, I quote, These are the only hands that you'll have that your bastard will have of me. Aegon did not fucking like that one fucking bit. Mm. He did have a few bannermen, like 
House Targaryen did have people that were loyal to him. The Valerians, other like small freeholds like close by and stuff like that. <clears throat> and he called them. Round up the boys. Yeah. <laughs> he called his counselors. He and this is kind of what you say, like a dude with a dragon, three of them, because they all had dragon. Uh, I forgot to say, Rainey's rode Meraxes, by the way. So Visenya rode the dragon Vagar. Uh Rainey's rode Meraxes and Aegon Balerion. And Balerion was like, for people who are fans, you know that Balerion's like he's called the Black Dread for a reason. He's, he's like there is coming if you see him. Well, he's just huge. He's just like massive. They just say he's just like when like when he when he opened his wings, he would blurt out the sun. Like it was just like he was just the biggest Iron out of all of them. Plane. Yeah. Yeah. The so, building they made to hold the other dragons in the middle of that is where they held him. Yeah. <laughs> um. But anyway, what I'm saying is like, with someone with dragons, like he could have just could have just fucked you up. But he called his counselors and he's like, "Let's talk about let's someone to be civil. Let, yeah, let's talk this out. Let's see what we can do." And uh, that would end up being just bad choice. No, yeah, Argelac just kind of like woke the woke up the the sleeping dragon. Like this motherfucker just sent ravens to everyone. He sent it to all the seven kingdoms, and he also sent it to Old Town, which later on, Old Town becomes important because it's where the maester, it's the home of the citadel, it's home of the maesters, which is like the lead people in like science, literature, they're the most, they're the people who write all the history, like every king has a maester that coincides with Old Town and stuff, it's also where the faith is, so the high septum is there, the, uh, what was it called? the starry sept which is like the most you know the most holy place like for that it's it's not another kingdom the high towers who rule it are actually bannermen of high garden which is here in the reach so they're not they have liege lords but it's just a very important place it's a very important place where Aegon knew he had to conquer along with the seven kingdoms so just to say it's it's not a kingdom in itself it's within a kingdom but it's just a big city. Just a very it's one of the oldest and richest cities in the in yeah. the whole continent. So like I said, he sends ravens out to all everywhere. He sends it to the citadel, he sends it to Old Town, he sends it all over the place. <laughs> and he declares that from this day forward there shall be one king in Westeros. And it's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there shall be one king. Those who bend the knee to Aegon Targaryen shall keep their lands and titles. Those who rise against him would be thrown down, humbled, and destroyed. Which is pretty, you know, you know what? Like, Bitch. he said, he said you can keep your shit first. Yeah, like yeah. he's like, dude, you- he's like, hey, I'm gonna be king. Just letting you know, like that's gonna happen. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> but you know, you could just make this process easy. You know, just come along. Like you keep your shit. That, and that's why he attacks. You know, like, like I said, like as you like when you read about him and stuff like that, they say he has the commanding figure, <laughs> the commanding like presence. He he doesn't have friends. Like he has three fucking dragons. Like and three really, dragons like, and two wives. <laughs> yeah, yeah, three dragons and two, two fucking wives. wives. Bastard brother yeah this is like it's just like for like being like a pretty buff fucking character he's kind of humble like he's just like listen we you guys are fucking shit up here we, we need to come together and you guys are dumb yeah and he's just like but he's very he's just, you mean you can keep all your shit 
You can keep all your shit. I don't want it. I got enough. Yeah. You just got to bend the knee. <laughs> some kings liked it. Some kings didn't. Like, obviously, some kings Those got... Those didn't died. Yeah. Some got ready for war. Obviously, Arjalak, Heron the Black, uh, of House Hor in the Iron Islands up there, close to the north and close to the Vale. Um, they both called their banners. They got ready for war. Up in the north, Torrin Stark, he called his banners just to talk. He didn't. He just wanted to talk. He didn't know. Everyone didn't know what the fuck to do. Oh, it's like, let's just get the boys around in case shit goes down. He's got three dragons. Yeah. He's got three dragons. You know what I mean? What yeah. the fuck? Like, what is, were they just that unstoppable in this? The dragons. Yeah, I mean, you got a, you got dragons a against and like shield and a bow. Yeah, against a fucking dragon. They don't even have like trebuchets at this point, or like fucking like scorpions. At least in Game of Thrones, they have scorpion that takes down a dragon. But at this point, they're just like because they have a scorpion though. Because during this time, they're like, shit, what do we do against these dragons? Yeah, <laughs> it's like fuck. For like three hundred years, these motherfuckers just keep breeding these shits, and we gotta fucking try to fucking we gotta feed them, we gotta hold them in this fucking thing, and then all of a sudden they get pissed off, and we all gotta die from them too. God damn it! But yeah, in this, they literally like that's uh, when the conquest comes down to like they had dragons, like <laughs> they were literally throwing the entire time. They're just throwing spears at three people on giant fucking fire breathing dragons and like, and like I, Valerian is just fucking huge like it's, it's so fucking vague like he blots out like battlefields and shit when he flies like, that's what they him. said it's like when he like when he flew over a battlefield and he just like whipped out his wings like just boom, went dark like, just went to, yeah you just like you ain't seeing shit which is funny and because except he's, the fire that comes down yeah <laughs> um yeah some offered allegiance uh, the people in the veil uh, Lady Fuck Shara. Yeah. Well, that guy's got dragons. <laughs> yeah, Lady Shara uh, offered allegiance. The uh, Maria, uh, Maria Martell of Dorne offered, a le- offered an alliance to fight Arjalak against him, but as equals, not as a subject, which we'll get back to that later. I mean, I'm just saying, like, you just you got to get in early, you know? Like, get on the ground floor. Like, hey... I was here for you. No one else was like, come on. When you start heading that land, like I've been here the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Dorn will come to regret that. (laughs) Maybe not right away, but they will eventually. So he broke up his armies into three parts. Well, I guess I skipped a part. I guess I skipped a part. He, he took off from Dragonstone. I always take it as like Dragonstone's part of the continent, so we don't need to talk about this. But he took off from Dragonstone and he ended up landing right here it's at the mouth forward. of the Blackwater Bay. This is called Blackwater Bay right here. And he ends right at the mouth of the, Bla- mouth of the Blackwater Rush where three giant hills take place. And you can see that right here, it's the same place, right in between the stormlands of the Durandun. And the Ironlands of House Whore, Heron the Black and Arjalak the Arrogant. He plot this motherfucker so <laughs> he's so arrogant. He just plops in the middle of both their lands that both of theirs claiming. He plops up a wooden fucking earth palisade and says, "This is my land now, and you're not gonna do shit about it." And there's like these little yes, river, there's like this little river folk people like nearby and like small like he get, he sends his sisters out to like collect the castles and stuff like that nearby. And all obviously when the dragons show up, you just yes sir. You give him your shit. Or your castles can get melted. So, boom, he <laughs> takes over the local castles, and now he's got himself a little fucking... He calls it the Aegon Fort. And it's not like... If it's not, like, fit for a king. Like I said, it's just, like, a, a fucking wood and earth palisade that he just, like, slaps up on the highest hill. Like, okay. 
boom, we got it. Then he's, he breaks his armies up into three parts, where Oris Baratheon and Rhaenys with Meraxes go to Storm's End. Damon Valerion, which part of the Valerian house, he's uh, he's the master of ships, and he gave him the fleet with Visenya and Vagar, and they went north towards Goldtown and the Vale. Oh, so that's what like his house was like known for. They're like known for like master sailors and stuff, and like they've always been like the Targaryens, like shipmen, basically. Like they've always like manned the fleet for the Targaryens. When he landed on when he landed on the continent, and he and he threw up that palisade. Visenya crowned him, said that he was the king of the continent, blah, 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 blah. And then he... Can you imagine that? He set foot on the continent for the first time and was like, here you go, you're the king now. You're the king. <laughs> <laughs> that works. You're the king. <laughs> everyone else seems to have a problem with it, but you're yeah, the king every, now. Everyone liked it. Everyone agreed. The the small, like, the, the townsfolk nearby all did. He had the bannermen nearby. He collected all those castles, and he lifted those men up and he gave them titles and then the people closest to him like Oris Baratheon Oris Baratheon uh he called him like can't remember he's like my stalwart my strong right hand or something so the very first fucking hand of the king is a bastard yeah which is funny like it's just because 300 years later they're still worried about it (laughs) uh during this time it's like early on in Aegon's time he had like tiny trouble like as he broke his armies up into these three different parts like they were ambushed all three of them were like ambushed as they were going where they were going but when it came down to it again each army had a dragon so like yeah (laughs) you have a fucking dragon that year uh I know this sounds like this is just gonna be the whole thing like we're just gonna sit here and just be like oh this is this is a dragon but it's like it gets better because you get into the scribing. These small little skirmishes, like people would come out and try to fuck them up, and then they're just like, "Dude, <laughs> the dragon!" Co- yeah, you forget who the fuck we are, like, and they would come down with their dragons. But a couple of kings are a little bit more stubborn and arrogant, and, and Aegon, a couple a little bit smarter too. Like they, we know we each can't fucking run straight forward at it. Like. Well, Heron the Black was notorious at this time for he's he's the cruelest king out of all seven. Everyone knows it. All of his his bannermen at this point, like when Aegon goes, Aegon himself is going straight for Heron the Black because he knows, like, I gotta I gotta deal with the worst of the worst first and just chop him out of the way. Yeah, almost make an example of him, basically. Yeah, his own bannermen at the time, which was one of the uh, one of the Tullys, which people will know that's Catelyn Stark's like family. The fish. Sorry, Brian. <laughs> yeah, the fish. Uh, he declared for Aegon. So he didn't even go to like his liege lord. He just fucking he's like yo fuck you motherfucker, and he went with the, he fucking declared for Aegon and like amassed his army with his. And Aegon just showed up to Heron's fucking giant castle called Harrenhal. He spent like Heron. Uh, I think Heron the Black. They said he was like reigning for forty years at this time, and for the most of it, his like great thing was this giant castle or like, with like impregnable castle basically like that was like his thing like this is like the best like most advanced no castle ever been able to it had five giant towers that it could withstand you know what i mean like it's just the yeah, tallest like, the fucking blocks on it was so fucking thick and shit like that like nothing could break through it like he like that was like what he was working for like his whole life basically spent like 40 years yeah and at this point is like Basically, Arjalak, why even Arjalak offered his daughter to Aegon is because he wanted to make an alliance and then put the 
Targaryen dragon lords in between him and fucking Aaron, so we can be like, oh, fuck him. Yeah. Fuck him up for me. Like, I hate that bastard. But anyway, Aegon rolls up with fucking Heron's bannerman, and Heron's fucking pissed. But at the same time, he has this giant fucking castle that he just built, and he's like kind of on his high horse. And then they're just like, they're staying in the castle, obviously. Like, they're not, you know, ride out and fight him. Again, Aegon's pretty level headed. Like, he could have just taken the castle, but he wanted to parlay, and he did. So they met up. <laughs> they met up in between, and they both had maesters and their bannermen with them. So every so the words like so they, it wasn't just hearsay of what the kings actually talked about. And Aegon just said, he said, "Yield now, and you'll just you'll keep everything. You'll be cool. You're, yield now, and well, your sons." This will... little skirmish happened. Yeah, well, it wasn't even a skirmish well, at the yeah. time. Like, it was just like just yield now. And and you'll you'll rule these lands. I, I you'll rule these fucking lands if you yield. Now your sons will rule these lands after you. He's just like, fuck you. He's like, fuck <laughs> you, motherfucker. Rule these lands. Yeah. He's like, fuck you. Who the fuck do you think you are? He's like, I he wouldn't have it. He's like, I got eight thousand men outside your wall and dragons. He's like, stone doesn't burn. Cocky motherfucker, right? Aegon that. Just, Aegon, like, gives you, like, one shot. <laughs> like, he gives you the one. But then, then it's it. No mercy. Dude, it, it, he literally, he followed up with, when the sun sets, your line will, your line will end. <laughs> just that's it. And Heron just spat at that, went back into his castle, and prepared for a long, long siege. A couple hours. Huh? couple hours or was it actually long oh no yeah 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 and then didn't even like siege it really <laughs> no he didn't siege it at all absolutely you don't know this story but this is like the uh the famed how the how uh heron hall came to be in lord of the in <laughs> i keep fucking yeah in game of thrones uh the series heron hall is like a fucking ruin it's like cursed like any any lord that has it, like nothing good befalls them whatsoever, and it's because of this. <laughs> it's because of this very thing. At the end, at like when it got like pitch dark out at like midnight and stuff like that, Aegon just took Balerion like so high into the sky that no one could like no one could even see him, and then he just dive bombed down in through the fucking courtyard of this castle and just lit it the fuck up yeah. when i say lit it the fuck up i'm saying this dragon like atomic bomb going off this dragon burnt this Im- supposedly impregnable castle until the fucking towers glowed red and melted yeah think about that yeah, it melted the stone castle melted a stone yeah they said they said the five towers melted like candles and, and they were like, like melting the, like whack like candles. and this wax. is like the thickest walls in the seven kingdom like the, the most impregnable like the biggest, castle thickest ever. castle in the entire kingdoms and this fucking dragon just came down and just in fucking, one night like in like 20 minutes just fucking <laughs> yeah I don't know. Maybe maybe it wasn't twenty minutes. Maybe it took him a while. Well, I mean, but it, but it it's also quick. cool because they say that uh, Balerion, he his he uh, he like he roared his fire and it was like black fire with red mixed in with it. And I was just like, that would be kind of cool. That'd be fucking crazy to see. So hot, it's just black. A black dragon blowing black fucking fire, just like with like flinges of, of like red. red yeah. yeah. 
Have you f- and then the fucking whole in the middle of the night. Yeah, and the castle's <laughs> fucking burning that way, and it's just like, but yeah, burn it till the fucking towers glowed red and, and I mean, like no one escaped from it or anything like that. So it must have been quick. Heron and the rest oh of his Heron and the rest of his sons burned inside their castle, which they said wouldn't burn. This line was ended right there. Yes. <laughs> Heron died, which meant. Uh, oh, by the way, yeah, Edmund. Edmund Tully then was also at the end of all that his one bannerman. He lifted him up, made him the. Some of them he makes them the warden of things. Some he he names them the Lord Paramount. So he named Tully the Lord Paramount of the Trident. I don't think Which he gave like a like a river basin basically. Oh yeah, river basin in that area, and just kind of gave him okay. These are your fucking lands now, and made other like other of. Other ones of Heron's lords uh, pay him homage as his as their leech lord. So, again, Aegon's like, he'll fuck you up. But he's also, like, he's kind. You know what I mean? He's, he's like, book definition of what conquer is. Like, he gives you a chance. Like, hey, like, we can all work together here for a second. Like, oh, you want to spit at me? Okay, I'm gonna, my dragon's going to spit at you. <laughs> I'll kill all your family and give your things to other people. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking crazy. Um, at this, this is like one of the like the very first like definitive like battles that he won and stuff like that. So he had all they had to wait until it was safe enough to go back in the castle, and they got all the swords from all the like from the entire castle, got them up and shipped them back to the Aegon Fort. You'll figure. People, that's alluding to something that people will know about, but you don't know, Brian. Not yet. Have to wait till the end. You killed my mommy. <laughs> yeah. So at this, took out one of the fucking worst kings. He's got to take out the next worst king, which is actually Argelac, which is, if you remember, Oris Baratheon and Rainies were headed to the Stormlands to take care of him. Down in this area. Stormlands. Uh, word of how Heron died reached all the way down to the castle by that time because, you know, word kind of spreads when you burn a castle. And like the best castle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Argelac the Arrogant, obviously, is a bit more arrogant, and he wasn't going to... He's going to decide his own fate. On he's brand. Gonna, yeah. He's not Yeah, he's not going to fucking sit in his own castle and, and, burn, and burn. death. Yeah. He's going to fight these motherfuckers. Yeah, I mean, I would say that, yeah, going out of the field and burning to death is better than just burning to death in your castle. Which is kind of cool because, like... I like mean, Heron, no you're fucking burning it. You might as well try. Like, if yeah. you're gonna burn it, you might as well you try. No, it's impossible task. You'll, no, you'll yeah, see, but you'll see you'll, as, as you try. as it gets further, you'll see like why this is kind of like. I mean, yeah, the Dornish. It works out right for a little bit. It works out hey, for his uh, the Dornish. The Dornish. Yeah, like the desert people basically yeah, down here. Yeah, they, the, they do all the right south. for a while. In the south is like yeah, it's like the it's like the desert area. It's very hot. Yeah, so fucking fire even. Yeah, yeah, they they burn Dorn. I'm just gonna say that right now. They eventually like. Oh yeah. We won't get it's to all it. They do. We they won't get into it. Yeah. Fucking ground. Yeah, they really. He really fucking does. He <laughs> something happens, Brian. Something very bad happens, <laughs> and Aegon very much well goes down to Dorn and burns it to the fucking ground. <laughs> like, but anyway, A threat. To yeah, us. for right now, it's just Harrenhal. He burned Harrenhal, Oris Baratheon, and like, Rhaenys. Oh, yeah, a lot of the people were just like. 
shit. He's the real fucking deal. Well, it even says in the book, it was just like, at night, like, when he went up so high that they couldn't even see him, some people were like, oh, man, maybe he's just kidding. Maybe... He's just hollow threats. Maybe he really isn't going to do this. He's like, no, bro. And then the like, dragon out of nowhere. Just like, oh, shit. We're all dead. Right now. <laughs> melted to the walls, probably. What you have to imagine. Like, some of them probably were, like, just melted to the ground, melted to the walls. Like, well, I mean, like, if this is, like, the most impregnable castle ever, and, like, everyone's been having a hard time dealing with this guy already, and then the new guy just comes in and just beats him in one night. Everyone's just like, like, just the morale damage. He, that he do showed you. up. He walked. He knocked on his. Do- He's just like, yes, sir. Hey, this is my house now. This all this like <laughs> this this neighborhood you have here. It's mine. I'm like, the mayor now, but you can still be in charge. Like, what? <laughs> no, bro. Like, okay, but if you don't, I'm gonna burn your house down and kill your family. You're like. Fuck you, bro. And then he actually burns your fucking house down and kills your family. He's like, shit, maybe I should have listened to this motherfucker. But I like I like this because like Arjalak and Heron were like mortal enemies, and Arjalak didn't like Heron. Like Heron fuck it it was basically like it's insinuated that Heron was kind of like the bully. Like he fucked up Arjalak. And like Heron died like kind of a bitch, and Argelac actually goes out on a man's terms. Like he's just like, you know, fuck these. I'm fighting him on my fucking terms. Yeah, at least we'll face him on the field. So he goes out after him, but Rainey's on a fucking dragon. You have obviously air superiority. She saw like all of their army where they were coming from, which gave the advantage to them. They sat up on the high ground. Pretty fucking simple, right? But the Stormlands actually kept up with their name, and a giant storm came, which actually gave name to the battle that was called the Last Storm. Four different times, Arjalak and he like led his people into a charge against like fucking Oris Baratheon's people, and eventually he did like break the line. And then he ran right into fucking <laughs> ran right into Rainies and Maraxes, who <laughs> absolutely fucking leveled fucking people, even though it was still raining. So even at that, like dragon, like you know what I mean for like for you or for someone who doesn't understand, like dragon fire isn't normal fire. Wait, I mean it's they not. say it's harder than like the hottest bellows and like stuff like that. That's where these Valyrian swords they were made from is like they're, I'm pretty sure they were made yeah, from like they dragon fire. Dragon fire because it's the only thing like hot enough to melt them really. So these these types of swords you'll see like they like. Sometimes when a king fights with them and stuff like that is like they'll slice right through a regular fucking sword because they're they're made from like higher like higher quality metals that people don't know about anymore or some shit like that. But yeah, it didn't really do that good. Eventually all of his flanks broke and Arjalak himself, Oris Baratheon came up on Arjalak and he kind of like he's like, "Dude, you can you can just quit. Like you can kneel." And he's like, yo, fuck you. Like, that's what I kind of like about these guys, like these old type kings. They're just like, fuck you, man. Like, no. If I'm not going to be my own sovereign king anymore, you might as well fucking kill me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, I'm an asshole, but I'm going to die a fucking asshole, man. And Oris Baratheon fucking uh, takes him one on one and Archelac dies. So that's two kingdoms down. And that's pretty fucking quick. Like... He yeah, went for the. He, he lands, splits his forces up, and then conquers like two kingdoms like simultaneously. And the most. two most belligerent, like the two, the two that like have the most like. Cl- I mean, look at their kingdoms. Look at their kingdoms compared yeah, to everything like, else. Some of the most aggressive ones. Yeah, I mean the the you don't know, but the Rock, like over in the Western Lands, and the Rock, they're like re- there's like gold mines over there, so they're like very rich and stuff. But these are like conquering kings at the time, mm-hmm. like. 
there's only so much like gold can buy you you know what i mean like if you just get fucked up by an army like fuck your gold we have it now i mean they i think Aegon even did that there was one po- there was a part there was somewhere that they took early on it was it wasn't very significant but it even says like in the book it was just like rainy's made sure that the city wasn't sacked but she didn't she didn't waste time taking their gold <laughs> she's like because they had a bunch of it and she fucking took it <laughs> like now that's ours it's just we like need it, for the war effort. Yeah, it's like they had all the gold, but it's just like, what? Who cares if you don't have the fucking army? If you can't beat them, fuck. So the next battle that comes is called the Field of Fire, and you can very well, you can guess. Yeah, yeah you can guess what the fuck. But this is explanatory. There, this is fucked up because I got numbers. I got fucking numbers, okay? <laughs> like, I didn't put numbers in the other one because it was just more of, like, kind of, like, the valiant effort of, like, Heron's a bitch. Heron's just like, yo, fuck you. I'm going to sit in my castle, and I'll sit here until fucking, you know, he, he was trying to, he was, he thought there was a long siege going to happen. Not the case. Argelac actually went out on man's terms. These motherfuckers kind of did, but still... They just got straight. Well, it's just like they were dumb. Like they just they were dumb about like it was it's it's called the field of fire. You were kind of through fucking You were dumb. Field of grass. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So over here, like I said, the kingdom of the reach and the kingdom of the rock. The kingdom of the reach was was uh was ruled by Mern (laughs) Mern. Mern. Yeah, Mern, I think he's like Mern the Ninth or something like that. I just I was like read. I was like, how? I was like, it sounds so Mern, <laughs> Mern Gardner, King of the Reach, and Lauren Lannister found common cause, obviously, and they joined their armies together to to amass the biggest army the entire continent's ever seen. Fifty five thousand troops. Aegon doesn't have that much yet, but still. So. Right. Exactly. It amassed so 55,000 strong, 600 lords, great and small, and 5,000 plus mounted knights. That's insane. Could you imagine having that in one of your fucking, in one of your games? It's a lot. That's fucking like, for the time, I guess. That's what I'm saying. I get that. Like, it's yeah, very early. Like, like 60,000 people lined up in a field. That's a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like it gets bigger over time and stuff like that. But at that time, I just yeah. feel like, holy shit, like, you actually brought, like, that many fucking people together. Yeah, I mean, it's no, like, like, wildling army of 100,000, but... Yeah. It's, like, it's, it's, it's just also, like, it's just, like, you can see that when if anybody looks at these pictures, it's like, all these motherfuckers only have, like this vision yeah. while Aegon's over here like <laughs> no this this is all mine motherfuckers so it's like but anyway yeah these two get together they they amass this huge fucking army and they go up their way towards they go they meet at a city called Golden Grove but they meet over right here why is that important because of what I said right over here in the rock over in the westerlands there's all these wheat fields like all this like it's all like they call it like the ah fuck i can't remember how they describe it in game of thrones like over by casterly rock but like they have the gold mines they have these giant wheat fields and that's exactly where they put the battle at was in the middle of a giant fucking wheat field which Aegon was obviously like 
kindling. <laughs> it hadn't rained for like a fortnight prior. Just dry as fucking yep. dirt. Yep, all the wheat was just prior, was just like sitting there. And all these kings, like these two kings, just thought that they were going to like take 55,000 and just round, like basically like break through his ranks and then just like take him from the rear, you know, just like flank him around. Yeah, just overwhelm him with like numbers. Yep. And they did. They basically like waited. Like I think Aegon waited until like they they both like went and attacked and then just like a blaze. Yeah, like he let like they broke ranks and then they ended up doing what they thought they were gonna do to them. Like his he sent his sisters up and downwind and just let the dragons just go just wreak havoc around and from it being like locked them in. Yeah, absolutely. All the all the wind and everything from like it's not raining, everything's dry. The wind just blew everything around and eventually carnage. Absolute carnage. When I said I had fucking numbers, I have fucking numbers. All 55,000 dead. Yeah. No. Well, not quite. 4,000 plus died in the flames alone. Just like when the like dragons just sat down and just fucking and just fucking got them. A thousand uh, after that died by men of arms. So just people going around with speared fighting and stuff like that. Tens of thousands. Tens of thousands of men had burns. And most of them scarred for life. Did you imagine tens treating tens of thousands of burns? I mean, I'm sure most of them didn't get treated. <laughs> well, I mean, they had to have. They said most of them, like, because it says most They're of them were, like, scarred. scarred for life. Yeah, that's what I mean, like, because they probably just didn't get any really kind of treatment. And then they were just <laughs> limping around the rest of their life with their fucking arm, Fair like, enough. melted together 5, like this. Fair enough. Huh? But only 5,000 actually died? Dude, that's a lot. I thought it was going to be a lot more for being dragons. Yeah, but I mean, like... What I'm saying is that when you like That's run up against, cool. yeah, when you run up against dragons, like it's pretty humble. That's again another thing. Like what I said is like it's like carnage. Like five thousand people literally just died. That's fucking like two. That's what two thousand more than nine eleven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, take like two of nine elevens. This motherfucker did, and they still like held back, and it was his sister. <laughs> it wasn't even him. <laughs> like and she held back. She's like, okay, we won't kill all of you. We need some of you. <coughs> you know what I mean? So, but it's like, yeah. So it's called the Field of Fire. Tens of I just thought that I don't know. Tens of thousands of people just fucked for life. Like, what would it would have looked like? I mean, everyone in that area body. probably had at least some oh, birds for like the next God. thirty years. Residual heat for a. Good distance around. Fucking like helmets melted to heads. The Targaryens lost less than a hundred men in that battle. Called that decisive victory. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so they killed five thousand. Well, we'll say lost six. 100. Yeah. Tens of thousands burned. Eh, we'll say another couple tens of thousands can still fight, <laughs> can still join the army. The other people can go in the I.O. So King Mern died. So King of the Reach, he died. Three. Yep. He he's he's forever gone. But Lauren Lannister, King of the Rock, escaped. He ran when he saw the battle going by, like going bad, which is just funny to me because that's a typical Lannister. Yeah, it's very Lannister. I'm sitting way in the back, and which is going wrong. Except for Tywin. 
I say except for Tywin. Tywin's kind of like a he's a badass. Like he's a dick. But he'll fuck you up. Like he don't give a he'll he'll fuck you up. Yeah, I mean you call it ten goons. But these are the real Lannisters. <laughs> this is where Lannisters really come from right here. Yeah, he ran off the battlefield when he saw the, the fight going bad. And then they captured him. And he's like, All right, you win. You got he put me. his he did, he literally did. He did. They captured him later. They captured him the next day. He's like, Okay. And he laid his sword down. And Aegon again. He's like, Okay, you can fucking rise up. Is that you so can be, hard? Yeah. He's like, You can be warden of the West now. It's like, So here we go again. He's won like two decisive victories. Again, pack up all the swords of all the fucking fallen people, send them back to the Aegon for it. This is very important stuff. I was going to say, I was wondering what they were doing on Yep. Every time he wins a victory, he takes he gathers up all the Give swords of his swords. all the swords of his fallen foes and sends them back to the Aegon for it. One giant sword. <laughs> yep. That he can't carry. Yeah, all right. No, they strapped to the dragon. And just drop it from the- yeah. yeah, it just hangs him in the belly and he just goes down to close to the ground and just fucking swings around. He needs someone to duel with, so he needs to make a sword for his dragon so him and his dragon can sword fight. Uh at this it kinda he can't like he cleans up the realm. Like when when you burn someone's castle that it glows red. The most unimpenetrable. Yeah, the most impregnable fortress, and then you go down to his arch enemy and you fuck him up, and then you take two kings with the biggest army that's ever fucking that's ever been amassed on the continent, and you fuck them up. But not even that, your sister wives did it. <laughs> well, he did too. They they all three of them were like Balerion. That's they actually they all came together. Like they, uh, Matt, like, I hope so. They're fucking <laughs> yeah. Wives, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, I didn't specify that they had come back together from there when they were broken up. So yeah, he broke up in that three parts. They, they won. They come back together. They fucking win this last battle, and the rest is kind of like very smart. Like the, the people just get very much, except for Dorn. We keep talking about Dorn. Dorn, Dorn just doesn't get smart. Dorn. Dorn's Dorn. Aha, I'll be the one to defeat him. No, they don't even do that. They're just like, no. They just they just kind of like, just guerrilla tactics get really for a while. Yeah, they're just like, no. They're just like, we're not going to beat you, but You can burn no. all the towns you want, we're just going to live in the desert. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she went to her at first, like, they went, like, they Tried they went to Dorn, and they are just like, no. Like, the one, like, Mary was just like, no. It's not gonna happen, and he's like, "Okay, we're gonna be back." And she's like, "Okay, we're not cool. gonna be here." Yeah. <laughs> cool, thanks, thanks for the warning. We'll keep tabs on what you're doing throughout the fucking land. And but yeah, uh, so anyway, uh, with these kingdoms all taken now, the middle kingdoms of Westeros, which, by the way, when King Myrn Gardener died, that left a seat at High Garden. That's for Mike. And that's when a steward of High Garden, Tyrell, can't remember his uh, Harlan, Harlan Tyrell, uh, he was the steward at the time. He had like control of the castle, gave it up to Aegon as soon as Aegon showed up, and Aegon lifted him up as Lord Paramount he of did the a Manor. Good job. <laughs> yep, 
made him Lord Paramount of the Mander and gave him Highgarden along with all of Mern's vassals. So that's how actually House Tyrell came upon Highgarden. Hey, everyone that was your boss's vassals, they're now your vassals. <laughs> <laughs> you were just a steward of you the house. You were like his secretary, but... <laughs> <laughs> now you have all of his men. So next, uh, that leaves the Vale, the North, and Dorne. <clears throat> Aegon was gonna go south, but... He heard that Torrin Stark up in the north was amassing a crazy army. All of his men, like the as you can see, like the north has more land than basically all the rest of the mm-hmm. six kingdoms almost combined. Because there's even more like above where you don't see. Like there's did just keep going even more up that fucking way, Jesus. But yeah, there's more of the north, so there's like way more fucking people up that way. But they're also really fucking spread out and stuff. So he called all of his bannermen and he got close, and they came down. Eh, kind of closer into here, like closer to the trident. I know you heard that word like earlier, like towards that river and stuff. They kind of like, that's basically where they met. Like, and there's a bunch like a different, his counselors, obviously, they're fucking proud Northmen. They wanted to fight. They're just like, yo, fuck this motherfucker. He ain't taking our fucking land. Some of them says some of I like I think it was like touring like the the king's brother was just like let me go across I'll kill the dragons myself. <laughs> what type of fucking big dick energy do you have to just be like Yo, I'll kill that dragon myself? I'll go like, choke it out. What the no fuck are you? Sm- <laughs> what are you smoking on, bro? Like what? You ain't killing shit. You ain't killing shit. Um. So they actually treated all night. Like, they kind of, like, negotiated. They sent people back and forth to, like, treat and stuff. And in the morning, Torin crossed the trident, laid his sword at the feet of Aegon and, he, and, and, he, and his crown and everything like that. And he paid him homage and was like, you know he was what? asking in the north. Yep. He was the uh, forevermore known as the king that knelt. <laughs> but no northman bodies were laid upon the trident that day and the swords that Aegon collected and sent back to the Aegon fort were not twisted, bent, or melted. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a first up to this point. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, it's I'm, the best move. Like I'm pretty sure at that time, too, I think in the book, I don't think I wrote it down in my notes, but in the book, I'm pretty sure, like, so they said that, like, the uh, in the field of fire, the Western kings brought together fifty five thousand. The northern bannermen, just the north alone, had like thirty thousand. So Aegon literally just like without losing a single man, just boom, the king just laid his fucking just like, all right, you know what, we'll be on your side. So like this mother, like I mean, it's better than just getting all your people killed, or at yeah. least like a couple thousand of them. Like it's better than getting them all murdered. And like, back, and back to what I was saying again is like this motherfucker. He's just like. Like, I understand it's fantasy, obviously. If you're listening to the podcast, yes, we understand it's fantasy. That's why. But it's just, like, it's just the, I guess it's the audacity of the character. Like, he literally just, what Mike says, he, sh- he steps foot on the continent. It was just like, okay, this is mine. And it literally happens. I'm the king now. <laughs> like, I'm the king. And he's just like, <laughs> in the beginning. It's gonna happen. I'm just letting you all know. It's gonna be. This is what it's yeah, gonna he be. He sent you all ravens. He and told it, you it's coming. And it literally fucking happens. He can fuck his sister. He can take two. He can fuck both of his sisters. Who cares? This motherfucker's gonna take you. your fucking shit. <laughs> He's coming for your crib. So yeah, the North is now taken. 
which now leaves the veil in Dorne. Uh, he sends his sister, Visenya, to the veil. It always gets confusing on which sister he sends where. But he sends his sister, his older sister, Visenya, to the veil and Rainies to Dorne. Now, uh, in the veil, fans of. Uh, fans of game of thrones will know that there's like another kind of it's not an impregnable i guess it would be an impregnable it's not impregnable it's just like it's 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 high up it's high up on a mountain yeah it's just hard to get to like it's it's literally like at the top of a mountain and it's like without climbing up you well there's like a steep path that you have to get to it and like all and you can just you're just gonna take fire the whole time you're doing it yeah yeah i'm pretty sure it's called like the mountain of the moon can't remember. Location, location, location. Yeah, it's literally like the peak of a fucking. Well, I mean, if you would they, see like how it's like the level. gate, to like like get into like their kingdom is called like the bloody gate. Like, <laughs> there's only one way in, and it's just like they just line it with people because they have the high ground. Well, yeah, it's like, literally just a narrow pass it, with but, high mountains on each side, and they just like literally line the fucking mountains with archers, and just like, all right, come on, have fun. <laughs> wide open. Yeah, they're just the fucking tossing time. rocks and shit down there, and all sorts of shit. And like I said, this is this is run by the time the house Aaron. Now at this time, there's like a boy king that sits the throne in this in this like kingdom, and his mother Shara is like the regent. So like she called the banners and was just like, "Yo, we're coming back home. We're just chilling." Like we, when Aegon sent all that shit out, everyone was like, "Wait, yeah, call the boys. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> like we're all fucking chilling. We're all seeing like, what the fuck is this motherfucker gonna do? Like no one move. And this bitch has just been sitting here the whole time. Like I said, she tried to like, she even sent a raven to try to like align with him, but he's just like, "I'm not marrying you, bitch. Fuck you." You're not my sister. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm not here to make allies. I'm here to make vassals. (laughs) So Visenya, despite what we all just talked about, the bloody gate and how impregnable this motherfucker is, it again, it is not impregnable. You you just fly over it. Yeah. (laughs) Visenya just drops right into the courtyard. And by the time shit, it says by the time that Shara came into the room, Visenya was sitting there with her dragon in the courtyard holding the boy like the boy king her son like just sitting there holding him like just I was like, like, wasn't like, she like yeah yeah he's like, like literally like, like holding the, the boy like showing the boy the dragon she's <laughs> like he's like petting the dragon and stuff and as soon as she pops in the boy's just like mom mom can i go flying with the lady <laughs> and at that point know. and it was the same thing just like just like kind of like torn it's like they're they just they're smart like they they didn't even argue like visenya and them just like looked at each other they said they exchanged pleasantries and then she took the boy on a ride. And at that time, she, like, her mom got the crowns of the veil, <laughs> got them ready for her. And they said that uh, little uh, Ronald Aaron flew up into the air as a king and came down a little lord. Because <laughs> he did not have a kingdom any fucking more. Yeah. you imagine that, too? Like, you're a boy. What of a king? Come down a lord. You're supposed to you trade a dragon ride for, uh, for a kingdom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, even that is just like you come into your whole fucking, like, your whole life. You're just like, damn, I'm about to be a king. Like, this shit is mine. Like, this is this great. too young to realize. I'm in fucking yeah. charge. And then all of a sudden, this motherfucker shows up with the fucking dragons. It was just like, nah. Well, at least you get to go for a ride. I guess. You could say, like, you wrote another dragon i want a lifetime ride of dragons at this point so there he took he, i mean i guess it was either that or just just die <laughs> just die just kill the boy the all of them it's all family just let the dragon eat the little boy yeah just fucking toss him anyway. in, toss him in his mouth Jesus chomp, chomp, chomp. christ 
Um, so yeah, he's taking the North, he's taking the Vale, he's taking the Iron Islands, the Rock, the Reach, the Stormlands, Time and of course, South. just like what we were talking well, wait, about. Wait, didn't he? Is not the Iron Islands right? Hmm? Didn't he like not take the Iron Islands? The, the Iron Islands is uh, no, yeah, that's the very first thing that he takes. No, 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 he takes like all like the mainland, but not like the actual islands, right? He takes he takes all of Heron's land. Yeah, no, yeah, he takes all of like the which which includes the Iron Islands. All of this he takes from Heron, and then he lets the Iron Islanders. The only the only king. What I was about to get into the only kingdom that he doesn't take. Like they call Westeros the Seven Kingdoms, and he was conqueror and king of the Seven Kingdoms. That's the style they use. But Dorne was never conquered until a hundred years after the conquest. I thought there was there was something. I thought there was something with the Iron Islands where like he just didn't really care. Like he took all the mainland and he just like didn't even really care about the Iron Islands, or he sent like the fleet there to deal with them or something. I don't remember. There might be something like small in there. I'm not. I didn't. I can't remember. But I, I just. I, as soon as he beat Heron, he took Heron, yeah, yeah, all yeah. of Heron's lands and stuff like that. And then the Iron Islanders, like he just let them. Uh, he let them choose their own ruler from there on, and it was a Greyjoy, and that's how Greyjoys like become, you know, lords of the Iron Islands. Yeah. They're kind of not cool people. Like really at all. <laughs> So anyway, Visenya went to the Vale. Rainies flew across, flew down to Dorne. Now, when what Mike was saying earlier, when she got there, no one's anywhere. Like she shows up to like major cities and castles, and like there's like a couple of like fisher folk there, which obviously she's not. She's not there for them. Like she's not doing anything to them. She's like, "Where's your fucking people?" And they're just like, oh, "They're just gone." It was just fucking left <laughs> six months ago. Yeah, deuces, nerds. Yeah. And she shows up finally to like I think she shows up to Sunspear. It might be one of the other like major cities down there. But she shows up and Maria Martell, like the the major leader of all this, like she's just sitting alone in an abandoned castle, and she's just like, "You're not wanted. Like, you're not. We're not going to do this. Like, she's like, yo, like we're going to come down here and bring fire and blood, and that's for. Uh, I didn't explain that as well. I'm very good at these very good at describing these in good chronological order and everything fire and blood is the targaryens like their house words their motto yeah each house have like a different word like different mottos and words and phrases that they like like what is uh like the north winter's coming Mm -hmm. isn't the high gardens we sow yeah something like that i I think it's like we sow yeah (laughs) It's like they all have like these weird little sayings. So Targaryens is fire and blood. And she says, she's like, yo, we'll come back and we'll bring fire and blood. Mm-hmm. And Mary and Martell is just like, those are your words. And our words are unbowed, unbent, and unbroken. It's like, we're not going to fight you, but you are not going to bend us. You are not going to break us, and you will not make us bow. Which, this bitch was, this bitch was 80 years old. All the other kings called her the the yellow toad of Dorne. <laughs> yeah, and she that. looked this she looked this bitch in the face after she conquered the whole fucking continent. <laughs> it was just like fuck you, bitch, <laughs> fuck you. You're gonna make you work. For you it. can't find my people. You can't conquer them. <laughs> and like literally, like as like I won't get into like 
that, that's just what it is. She leaves and like he leave Aegon leaves it at that. He doesn't go back down to Dorne right away. He's not like he just conquered the whole rest of the continent. Dorne's not doing anything to him. Well, I like, think they don't they send like kind of like almost like probing forces and they just keep getting like fucked up. Yeah, he does send people like down there, but like what I'm saying is hey, like it's, it's right never now, like a big attack. Yeah, like at this point in the conquest, yeah. he's not like okay, I need to take Dorne before anything, and that and that's what it is. It's just like Visenya left and was like okay, we'll. They're doing their weird shit. They're hiding in the hills or whatever. We'll get them later. But, like, what I'll say later is, like, some shit happens and he goes fucking ham on Dorn. Like, like they go, they, they, they try to conquer it. And it doesn't happen until, it never happens in Aegon's life. Obviously, he doesn't live to be, like, 100 years old. But it takes 100 years for them to finally, for Dorn to actually come from the bottom and actually be part of the Seven Kingdoms. After that, what I was mentioning earlier about Old Town, this is where it gets, this is where we're finally coming around to like everything. Old Town is like the last major city that needs to be like taken and stuff. And it's just because the faith, the, the high towers, it's one of the oldest, like richest cities in the whole, in the whole continent. It's also just one of like the most populated too. Like there's there's a lot of shit ton of people there. Yeah. Home of the Maesters, home of the faith, all that. So when Aegon sent his ravens out originally and told everyone that he was coming, <laughs> the High Septum fasted in his fucking, in the starry sept for seven days. Fasted until he started tripping. Yep, he fasted and he <laughs> prayed. And he fasted and he prayed until on the seventh day, the crone, which in the seven kingdoms, there's seven gods. The crone is one of them. We're not going to get into that for you. Like, we're not going to get into it for these people either. But he saw a vision from one of the gods that showed him what would happen to Old Town if they opposed the Targaryens. It so it's not it, good. Yeah, <laughs> it's not good. Like I said, it like the like whole, it ever is again. Like I said, like he just shows up and he takes on the two biggest motherfuckers. And like and this then, town's mostly made out of wood. He could have taken on the entire fucking continent if he wanted. No, he might not have. No, like if, if honestly the whole continent came together and just showed up at, at the Aegon Fort, no, I don't. Well, yeah, I mean, three fucking dragons. Someone might, they might have found a way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like, I mean, between between just the Starks and then Castle Rock and the Reach, it uh, would have been almost a hundred thousand men. It was almost a like, hundred thousand men, and then there was the two biggest fucking continents still, let alone Dorne, which is also another like big one, and Old Town. Which never even came like that's what I'm saying is like the yeah, old that's what old should have done then. Oh, wait, that, like, old town could, is run by the could. high towers well, who are you. They, there's no time to bring everyone together. I mean, like they that's like, a whole continent. Yeah, like they land there and they start like they split their forces and start attacking. Like the Starks barely have time to call their banners by the time they get up there. And you can't just trickle people. Yeah, you got to think like he he fought. I think he fought two decisive battles already before and he was going to go south. And then he heard that Torrin Stark had uh, a massive a army of 30,000, yeah, yeah. like 30, which he just beat an army of 50 fucking 5,000. And he was outmatched, too. Oh, yeah. I forgot to put that in there in that in the field of fire. He was outmatched five to fucking one. Yeah, I was, gonna say, I was wondering how big it was his army. Well, and you know, five to one. He knows in the north he can't get that set up again. There's not going to be just huge fields of dry, just dead yeah. kindling. Basically, it's more like hilly and mountainous, and like just colder and like air, more arid. So he goes down to Old Town, 
the high septum has his uh vision so he urges uh mr hightower to uh be nice to the invading force and they do they just let him in they let him right in and fucking it's just like okay well no, why would you not like yeah yeah it's just like he the literally's end of, conquered yeah. six kingdoms now and like at this point you might as well just be like all right yeah like. they just let him in and the the fucking three days after the high septum placed a crown <laughs> on aegon's head and named him aegon targaryen first of his name king of the andals the Roiner, and the first men lord of the seven kingdoms and protector of the realm Yay. all these fucking monikers yeah uh hundreds witnessed I do, his, his i do like that though like heather's like well i mean there were these people and then someone came and beat them so you're the king of both of them and then these people came and beat them so i king of all three of them <laughs> <laughs> and then you did and then there's seven kingdoms yeah, and, then and you, you beat conquered them, all of them so and then you the added this them. part <laughs> And now that you conquered us, you have to protect us. So yeah, it's your you job. That one too. It's what you signed up for. Yes. Um, yeah. Hundreds witnessed, but tens of thousands cheered as he. Dude, this is badass. You just conquered seven kingdoms. You were just crowned in like the oldest, richest town ever. So what do you do? You get on your dragon and you ride him through town <laughs> where just tens destroying everything no he's just walking through oh. town yeah and the jacket's literally just like parading through town just fucking walking. He like, yeah they did he didn't fly him he rode him he just rode him through town while tens of there just like yeah could you just imagine? fucking like parade waving at people and could you imagine just being like a kid and just like what the fuck you killed half my cousins over in the west you mean that's the new king mommy <laughs> Oh my god. Oh yeah, yeah, he burned Uncle Kenneth to the Chris. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now the seven kingdoms became one by the will of Aegon and his sisters. And everyone thought that he would go back after like all this, like he conquered the seven kingdoms, boom. You think he'd go back home to Dragonstone on the island outside. But no, he actually he surprised like Everyone Which, I mean, went. like, I don't know why it's that much of a surprise. Like, you just conquered this land. You can't just, like, go Leave. to an island. Yeah, yeah. In Game of Thrones, it's like, it doesn't, it's not like this. You you never see a good map where you under, like, you just know that people are on Dragonstone and it's part of the continent. But you don't get to see it here to where it's like, it's. It's still like a couple days ship ride. Yeah, it's because it's, it's. like, they left ASOS. They left a whole other continent and went to that one. And then other people, and they still, you know, bartered with people from Valyria and over in that continent. Well, yeah, I mean, like then that. there's so trader ships like- that go back and forth. It's not like it's insurmountable. It's just a long trip. Yeah. So, like, you never just get to see that in the in the like. You just assume that it's part of the continent. Here, you actually see it. It's just like, yo, that. The, the, why would that even make sense? How could you rule from there? How could you rule from an island where you don't even get to see yeah. anything? So he I, he went back to the Aegon Ford, which is. Back here at the mouth of the Blackwater Rush. And that's where he set up. That's just where he would hold court at. And that's where he started his reign at. And everyone called it King's Landing. And I like they built like three little forts, basically, like one for like the king and then for his two sisters. Mm-hmm. On they the each highest had, like, hill. Yeah, they each had like a hill named after them. Aegon's High Hill. That's what they call like where the fucking. Aegon's High Hill. Yep. Aegon's High Hill is the. It was the highest out of the three hills that were like right there. And, uh, and that's where they put like their first fort at. Yeah, 
Which, like, honestly, for a while, like, into his reign, the eight, like, he didn't have a castle. Like, he was he was a very good, like, ruler. He was like, too busy fucking flying around and destroying everything. Well, and then even after he was, like, conquered everything, pretty much, he would still, like, make, like, trips to the kingdom, just, like, make visiting. Sure everything was good. Well, and just, like, visiting people, like, how can I help you? Like, his wives, like, did a lot for, like, women in the kingdom. It's not like they were, like, bad He conquered it, yeah. He, like, con- he conquered it, sure. Like, he killed all these people in doing it, but, like, he kind of ended up making it, like, Yeah, it was, better. like, literally what we were talking about in the beginning. It was like, hey, you guys are fucking this up. Like, you guys are just, like, there's... when win- Like, uh, another thing that you don't know about, like, Game of Thrones is, like, winter comes, like, sporadically. You could go, you could go years and years without winters, and then all like of a 10, sudden, like twenty years sometimes, and then boom, like all of a sudden, winter's gonna come, and it could last like a year, it could last a year and a half, it could like last five years, prepare. yeah. And you, yeah, you don't, know, you just don't know. You got to fucking prepare. You have no fucking idea all how long we're doing is preparing for the winter. Yeah, so that's well, I mean, that's why like, like the Starks like, thing is like winter. Remember, like winter is coming. Like just remember that they're always in the north. Like times so may be good now, of, but bad times are coming. <laughs> they're already in. Like they already see a bunch of snow and shit. Imagine. Like what we just told you. Like, Wait, I mean, it's not like there's not a winter during summer. They're just really like light and mild. But then there's like a winter where it's winter all year. Where like they declare like, like old town, like the maesters, like the head scientist of the time. Like they send out like white ravens to everyone. It's like, yo, it's coming. <laughs> yeah, like we've been studying the signs and winter is coming. Like, Get it's the be fuck here. ready. Yeah, and like in the north, like people will just like the north goes to war a lot during the winter just because like they get rid of extra men that way. It's like, well, you can't feed your family, so like you might as well leave and go fight for something. Maybe you'll win spoils to bring back. There, there's a point yeah, in the book later on. To feed. Yeah, there's that's a, literally it. Like, it's like, well, like we can't feed these. Like, we don't even have food to feed our kids, so like we might as well just fucking leave and go. There's fight a point later on in the book where winter does come, like the first winter in a while comes, and fucking that's literally like seventy year old men just walk out, like they just walk out on their families because they're just like that. You need the food, and I'm not. I'm I, I can't. I can't provide it for you, so I'm just wasting it. Mm-hmm. Just walked out into the cold, but yo. Aegon conquered the kingdoms, made King's Landing, and here we go, Brian. All the swords he had from his conquered foes. He had Beleriand, and I'm pretty sure the other dragons did too. Melt them all together to create the Iron Throne of Westeros. All the... the they say it's like thousands. How yeah. big was the? F- well, like, the, like in the book, like the throne's fucking huge. Like it has like a huge like backsplash of like swords and shit too. And it's like, oh shit, I have a, I had some from Luke Crate. Yeah, but no, I mean it's 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 even like big. Like it's like it's literally like I think there's steps that are also like made out of like these swords and stuff that like lead. Like it's just huge fucking thing. This is. That's Aegon. That this is yeah. the Iron Throne that Aegon makes from his fallen foes. It like falls out everything, onto the floor. Everything that's used in it is from the. All those swords are all from those battles from that like he the conquered. conquered foes, he yeah. conquered the Seven Kingdoms, and boom! Now that he sits, uh, he rules from an Iron Throne. In the in the movie, it's, or in the series, it's not that extravagant. But in the, if you saw. Uh, the House of Dragon trailer for the new series that's coming out, it looks more like that. Yeah. Like, it's they have it more fanned out. There's more swords on the ground than there is in the original series. And oh, in, in, like, in Fire and Blood, like, the one king, he ends up dying from it, basically. Like, they, th- they believe. Oh, yeah. Someone leaves, like... <sighs> Man, 
Magar the Cruel. <laughs> Magar the Cruel is basically like he's like kind of bitter that he didn't get the kingship and his brother did, but his brother's weak. So he's like, he does something, he takes exile, he comes back, and he just fucking destroys people. Like if anybody talks bad about him, he just kills them beheads him or something so he's like cruel his whole fucking reign and then his like younger i think it's his nephew yeah harry's is his nephew like comes to take the throne from him and basically someone's talking to him while he's sitting on the iron throne they leave the throne room the next time someone finds him i think it's his wife his wife finds him and is he's sitting on the throne his wrists are slit and he has like a dagger like through the back of his neck like right coming through, out the front yeah like coming out the front and like no one like yeah it's just like no one was oh get a new king in here come yeah. on <laughs> move it along yeah basically like he was just so cruel that everyone was just like okay like whatever fuck him and then Jaharis came and took over but that's later on in the book i don't know if we'll get to that i don't know if we'll care if we'll cover Aegon's descendants because to be honest, that was fucking a lot, and that was just the fucking conquest, goddammit. Like, this book is huge. Yeah. The one fucking... I'm on, like, the long reign, and it's, like, two hours and 40-some minute long chapter. Like, holy shit, man. <laughs> and that's, like, a good reader. It would take me, like, five hours to read that thing myself. Like, they're, like, good and fluent. They actually, like, read shit. I would be like stuttering, saying like every other word. Yeah, the guy who did, uh, uh, oh my god, why can't I think of it? Though the Wheel of Time series, like he, like he's a really good narrator and stuff. He did. I'm digging the. Uh, I I got the Fellowship of the Ring audio book on my phone, and I'm liking like the old the old style. Like, you can tell it's like an older audio. It's definitely not new audio it or was something. Back in like Honestly, I like some of the older ones though. I know those the, authors, the voice like actors, are yeah, good. dude. This dude does all the Hobbit's voices. He does everyone's. Like they're like I was just like sitting there thinking. I was if like, how do you even make this voice. up? How do you make each one of these fucking different? Like he sounds like Pippin. He sounds like Mary. Like in a weird sort of way. Like he sounds like all of them. Like in the movie too. It's so weird. Uh, in, like, the Wheel of Time, like, the perspective changes between characters a whole bunch. Like, each chapter is, like, from a perspective of, like, different character, kind of like Game of Thrones. Yeah. And for, like, the female characters, it's they have a female, like, voice actor that reads them. Mm-hmm. And then for the males, there's, like, male one. Which That's is cool. cool. But, yeah. like, the female one does, like, male voices. If she's, like, it's, like, the female one will read a whole chapter if it's from the perspective of a female. Mm-hmm. And she'll do, like, the voices for characters that are, like... Male in Yeah, but, like, chapter. already being voiced by, like, the other guy. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Yeah. That, yeah, that actually. <laughs> I actually. I like it. Like they do a good job. It's just, it's just kind of funny to hear. I couldn't like when I was reading the Fellowship and like just hearing like all of a sudden it was like Bilbo and Frodo, then Gandalf, and then like all the other hobbits started getting like into it, like other hobbits from Hobbiton and stuff, and he's like <laughs> doing their voices too. And I'm like, how do you have this many voices? Like, what the fuck? And I'm just thinking, it's like. We still got to get to Gimli, Aragorn, Legolas, like all these other fucking characters in this fucking thing. It's the same narrator throughout them all. I can't wait to get through them all. I think that's what Edmund Kemper used to do when he was in prison. He would just like read audiobooks for companies. Ethan, uh, Ethan sent me like a link to do those. He's like, you like fucking doing that? I was like, ah, oh, man. It's like, I got all the equipment to do that. But it was like, you got to work on your voices. 
Or just find something. <laughs> I don't need. You don't need yeah. to do that. I mean, I, there's other ones I've read without the voices. It's just, it would be cool to get good because that's what I think. I feel like that type of stuff draws people in. We got to get better at telling stories and doing research. You think you got it? <laughs> he's like there was there was a guy he was like an he egg <laughs> he was an egg he had like he three dragons over an entire continent one at a time he did he did but for people who uh fans of game of thrones or people who don't understand game of thrones at all or something like that some people that do understand Game of Thrones, but they never heard the story of Aegon the Conqueror. Like, there's a book out there called Fire and Blood. You can get it. You can read this shit, too. You can probably be better at telling other people about it than I am. Because, let's just be honest, I get really high and uh, say like every other fucking word. Thanks, Wyatt, for <laughs> pointing it out. Now I hear it all the time. It's not as bad as the, the earlier episodes. Oh, dude. Uh, Brandon is but, um. Oh, my God. That would be a good one. But, um, but, um, Aegon the Conqueror, he did that shit. He done fucking did that shit. Acid took names. Pissed lightning and shit thunder. Pissed fire and shit more fire. Shit blew. Shit really hot fire and burnt down an impregnable fucking fortress. I mean, that's impressive. They burn it red. That's pretty impressive. But yeah, it was a fun time. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it all week learning about it. Hope you guys enjoyed it for the past two fucking hours. I can tell it's two hours because of the way the fucking vocals look over there. <laughs> but I'm Bud Walker. Michael Foster. I'm happy. We'll see you next week, kids. I don't want no mud blood. <laughs>